This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It is August 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, some South Jersey residents are waking up to a pungent odor uh, that has been in the air for hours. Officials say a tanker truck at a truck stop is leaking a chemical that's causing a rotten egg smell in and around Paulsboro, Gloucester County. Wow. A shelter in place was issued by Gloucester County Emergency Management at 1130 last night. That was lifted two hours later. After receiving numerous 911 calls of an odor around 3 p.m. Wednesday, emergency crews discovered a truck at the TA truck service area on the 100 block of Berkeley Road in Paulsboro off of 295, expelling fumes from its rear tanker. The rotten egg smell. That's it's just oh. awful. a really bad <laughs> fart. That's like the that's mm-hmm. the warm fart smell. When, yeah. you, when you get a slightly burning gassy fart that's what i expect that's it. to smell so right when you were when you were in hawaii and you did the volcano thingy did did it smell i didn't do the volcano thing oh i thought you did what, no uh, yeah. but yellowstone there yes yeah. there are sections of sulfur. that park where absolutely you get that sulfur smell I couldn't. It's kind of nice oh. sometimes, but uh, we did know. it on our honeymoon in St. Lucia, and I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be horrible." Like when we got up there, and it was, and I hated every single second you of did it. What? It, a, a volcano tour, oh. and there, there's a sulfur smell, and it just smells like farts. It smells like really, like you know, rotten eggs, and and there's nothing you can do about it. It's all no, like stink bombs. Usually are there. Yeah. Stink yeah. bombs are made of predominantly sulfur. If you get lucky, it smells like one of your own farts, which right. we all know is actually. How often does that occur? I know it's rare. Very, very rare. There should be some sort of service that pairs you with the volcano that Uh, generates a smell similar to your own. I guess maybe I'm in the minority because there's something about the sulfur smell I I don't hate. No, I'm kind of with you. There's some of it that that doesn't bother me. When I I have been, I've been to Yellowstone a few times and I kind of like that. It does. Well, it reminds you of Yellowstone too. That's a pleasant memory. Complaints were coming from neighboring counties as far as Buena Vista Township in Atlantic County. The truck leaking the chemical remained on location early Thursday morning. Officials evacuated the surrounding area within 200 feet of the tanker, calling the chemical combustible under the right conditions. But they say there is little health risk to residents. One yeah. resident said it was burning her nostrils and gave her an instant headache. Whoa. Hazmat okay. crews monitored the test, uh, monitored and tested the air quality around the scene, and officials confirmed that there is no risk to the public, just a strong smell. I remember uh, years ago, and Kathy, you're familiar with the Seaford Oyster Bay Expressway. There was a truck. This is on Long Island. A truck overturned and. and the liquid was taken out of the, it was a tanker truck. Liquid was taken out, but it was still generating the the fumes. And it was enough, you'd think, over that, you're on a major thoroughfare, yeah. that it would dissipate enough. For a number of days, you couldn't go anywhere near it because there was enough in the air to combust. Yeah, well, not that this is going to, they, they're saying that the smell is going <laughs> to stay around for a while. Wow. Officials confirmed 7,000 gallons of the chemical are vent, uh, venting from <laughs> the tanker. Hazmat crews will be monitoring the tanker as it continues to purge the fumes. Once it's stable, the chemical will be transported, but officials say the smell may linger for some time. Is wow. this any, is there any sort of way to turn this into a moneymaker, like a tourist destination for <laughs> fart aficionados? I don't think so. <laughs> the Gloucester County Office of Emergency Management will be opening a call center for residents with questions 
questions or concerns. The call center number is 856-384-6800. It will be open from 8 a.m. until 4 p.m. Reminds me of Shrek. Wasn't no brimstone. <laughs> Crack one off like that. My mouth was open. <laughs> a judge has reinstated third-degree murder charges against the woman accused of killing two Pennsylvania state troopers and a pedestrian in a crash earlier this year on Interstate 95. In June, the third-degree murder charges were dropped against 22-year-old Jayana Webb of Eagleville due to lack of evidence, according to the judge. Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner said the charge of third-degree murder was always appropriate for this defendant. Authorities said Webb was driving on 95 southbound near the stadium complex when she struck and killed 33-year-old Martin F. Mack III and 29-year-old Brandon T. Siska on March 21st. The troopers were helping a pedestrian identified as 28-year-old Reyes Rivera Oliveras uh, get, get back into the cruiser uh, when the crash happened. Uh, he also died in the crash. Before the fatal crash, Webb was reportedly driving about 110 miles per hour and was pulled over by the two troopers. It was revealed in court that the troopers left Webb when they got a call for a pedestrian on the highway. Then, 15 minutes later, authorities said Webb crashed into the troopers and the pedestrian. Webb told troopers she looked down at her phone to see which exit she was taking when she heard a boom. Her blood alcohol concentration was 0.211%, and Webb was seen on surveillance video swerving. Investigators said Webb remains in jail. Was she the one that had posted stuff saying, I'm a great drunk driver? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, Yeah, that was her. Just seven years after making its debut in Milan, Domino's Pizza is saying Arrivederci to Italy. The fast food giant closed the last of its 29 stores on the Italian peninsula after struggling to gain a foothold in the country. What could possibly have led to that? <laughs> Seriously, right? They don't have a lot of pizza in Italy. <laughs> no, it's, and what's crazy is like the serious pizza makers here yeah. go to Italy to, to get <laughs> right. for inspiration. Right, right. Uh, the company's uh, exit from Italy was met with cheers on Twitter when users mock Domino's for even attempting to establish a foothold in the homeland of pizza in the first Box? place. You know what though? My, <laughs> yeah. I got you. My dad um, out in Texas yeah. loves Domino's, Domino's? pizza. Uh, listen, That's it's his good. pizza. It's that. It, it, it's the same way. Like there's, there's Mexican food and then there's Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. I love Mexican food. And so that right. pizza for him yep. is the kind of pizza that he likes. Yes, an Americanized, a very version. Americanized yeah, yeah, yeah. version of yeah. pizza. Yep. But Domino's my... arrived in Italy in 2015 when it already had more than 12,000 stores worldwide. My, my brother sort of he opened my eyes to this. Like they they have millions of dollars of market research and 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 R and D and stuff. You know what I mean? So like, yes, they're going to put out a good product. It's as simple as well, that. Uh, like, yeah, if... what people like or uh, the masses like. Yes. Yeah. It planned to win customers over with purely Italian ingredients, uh, but plans to get Italians hooked on deliverable pizza was sc- uh, scattered by the pandemic when local pizzerias turned to delivery when in-person dining was shut down by COVID lockdowns. In an earnings report last year, the company responsible for the Italian Domino's franchise cited significant increased levels of competition in the food delivery market for its poor performance. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Phillies won again, coming back to beat the Miami Marlins 4-3 last night. 
JT Real Muto hit an RBI single to cap a three-run rally in the eighth inning, and the Phillies earned their seventh straight win. Kyle Schwarber had three hits and drove in three runs as the Phillies won their 12th, nice. 12th time in 13 games. They are 41-19 and 19 since June 1st and are in second place in the National League wild card race. The series against Miami wraps up this afternoon. Kyle Gibson will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 105. And the Union, who lost to Cincinnati last weekend, but are still in first place in the Eastern Conference, are back home this weekend with a match against the Chicago Fire. The match is on Saturday night at 7.30. And that is what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Welcome, 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 one and all to a Thursday morning with the Preston and Steve Radio Program. We are happy to have you on board. And we have a few guests who are going to be joining us uh, in the... I don't know. No, I, I never did ask anybody in studio today or no. Yes, Jen Carroll. Okay, so Jen Carroll, Chef Jen Carroll is going to be stopping by here. The Sisterly Love Collection is happening. It's highlighting women in food and it's coming up on the 15th. And we'll get all the details of whens and wheres and stuff like that. But uh, Jen's great. We've had her on the show before. Is she bringing us chicken fingers? Ooh, I oh, didn't even uh, ask. We should have. $90 chicken yeah, fingers? Yeah, those are the best. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we also have uh, joining us uh, Whitney Cummings. Yes. Who is going to be, uh, her tour is going to be at the Miriam Theater on September 9th. So she is checking in in advance of that. And she's great. So we will talk to her a little bit later on this morning. And I believe... We have the triumphant return of Marissa Magnata this morning. Yeah, she was taking a red eye, so she says she should be here in ten-ish minutes or so. Okay, all right, we'll see about that. Um, and many other things to do. So many yeah. things, it's hard to remember them all. Thursday morning, Casey I want to do a giveaway. Pick Casey's, a card, any card. is holding up all these uh, giveaway sheets. I don't know what is in wow. them, so I get to choose at yeah. random what I'm going to be giving away. So I'm reaching in. I have this, and um, okay, I'm going to give away a digital uh, copy of Elvis, ah. uh, which is uh, starring Tom Hanks and Austin Butler, and we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. It's directed by Boz Lerman, and uh, stunning sets, beautiful costumes, everyone's favorite Elvis Presley songs. The film is now on digital, so caller number 12, it's yours. We'll take a break. The winning is just beginning, because when we return, a stupid question with something else for you to win, so stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we are going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the 12th annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash, which is going on this weekend, Friday through Sunday. And the question I have for you this morning is, what is the highest grade for stakes in the U.S.? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. What is the highest grade for stakes in the U.S.? When you go to the store and you buy your stakes... These are the ones that are considered the highest grade. 215-263-WMMR. While you are calling in, we'll mention the birthdays. Thursday, August 11th, they include Hulk Hogan. Oh! The Hulkster is 69 years old today. Just saw a still of Chris Hemsworth, who's playing Hulk Hogan. It's his birthday today, too. Oh, you kidding? Why are you not? Oh, that's so funny. They share birthdays. What is this? This was a uh, Hulk's like theme song. Really? Yeah. I was in um, 
Clearwater over spring break. And, uh, you know, he has that bar that's there. And there's a big statue of him outside of the bar, which, by the way, they take in and out each night and <laughs> so each morning. So it doesn't yeah, get uh, vandalized. Funny. But he made an appearance there. And so we walked over because we were like, oh, maybe like we'll take the kids and they can, you know, go see Hulk or whatever. It was jam-packed line out the door somebody walked out and goes don't pay it was forty dollars to get in and he goes don't pay the forty dollars to get in because even if you do you can't even see him forty dollars to get in the door no it was like an event they they were doing an event there so there was like karaoke there was music there was like they were doing a bunch of stuff he still draws man but still yeah 40 bucks and i was like yeah i don't think i'm we're not gonna do that and and the guy was like after the guy said that that you can't even he's like you can't even see him he's like don't waste your your money Wow. That time in the eighties was the only time that I was ever into professional wrestling, and like, but that's with, when I was too. Yeah, Kate. yeah. And Hulk Hogan, you know, I mean, he was like a real life superhero. But like, it is just so funny to look back at that stuff now and go, "Oh my god, these dudes were so coked up." Like, there's, there is one scene with with Hulk and Macho Man. It is like it is comedy. It's it's yeah. all, you know, and it's a, it's a total act. But I was like. Oh, my God, dude, that dude is so freaking high right now. And I had no idea when I was a kid. In the moment, though, I remember, God, how my nephews were just, it meant everything to them. It was a hard day in my life when Hulk turned bad. Oh, oh really? My God. Just, yeah. uh, just saying. That was, uh, <laughs> that was that you was, were hurt. I was hurt. I, was, oh, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I okay. haven't ever gone back, Kath. I, just, <laughs> I have not Same. watched wrestling ever since. I'm like, no, you can't do this to me. All right, so he's 69 today, but Chris Hemsworth is 39 years old today, so a 30-year difference between these guys, the exact same date. I can't wait to see how he uh, how he is in the role as Hulk Hogan. He certainly, yeah. size-wise, yeah. uh, can match it. I, but but I, it'd be it's going to be weird to hear him trying to pull off that right that brother <laughs> that whole voice thing. I'm from Asgard, brother. Yeah. Uh, so happy thirty. Look, he's my brother, brother. Thirty ninth birthday to Chris Hemsworth. Uh, the great Joe Jackson has his birthday. Not the yeah, this Joe. Jackson. Yes, not uh, Joe Jackson of the Jacksons uh, fame. I've seen Joe Jackson in concert. Eight nine times. Yeah, love him. Isn't okay. uh, Bill Weston a big? He's Joe a big fan as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, Joe celebrates his 68th birthday today, uh, and you know it's, there's a movie called um, uh, "The Greatest Game Ever Played," and there's a there's a scene where they're in this uh, Irish pub and it's down in the basement. All of a sudden, they zoom in tight on the piano player, and I'm like, it was weird that they did that, and I and I couldn't figure out why, and I didn't recognize it. And it was Joe Jackson, wow. and apparently he wrote the score for the movie. Aww. It's a great movie, by the way. It's a golf film. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That Bill Paxton directed. I didn't know that with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, there's a little scene of him singing away and this thing. I was like, oh, okay. So I guess I don't know how many film credits he has of doing music, but apparently he did. And it wasn't a Depeche Mode his caddy. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he played a golfer <laughs> in the movie. Uh, so Joe Jackson is 68 today. Steve Wozniak was. Co-founder of Apple Computers, celebrates his 72nd birthday today. So the way it shook out was that Steve Jobs was the more uh, moody, and Steve Wozniak was the more crowd-friendly uh, favorite. Everyone uh, kind of considers him a, a tech uncle. Right. But every bit a part of the success of Apple. Absolutely. But he didn't get as big of a no. cut as, of Apple as, uh, as Jobs as did. As Jobs yeah. did, right? Uh, so he celebrates his 72nd birthday today. Uh, Ian McDermott, who is Supreme Chancellor Palpatine and Darth Sidious in the Star Wars movies. That was always one of those, how can you not tell? Yeah. Come on, man. He's not even hiding it that well. But you know what? I mean, which, 
Why would he be, as Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, he was this very, you know, yeah. straight ahead and, and a caring looking guy, but when he was Darth Sidious, he would talk like this. <laughs> it's like, you know. Uh-huh. Come on, man. Even you though you're on the dark side, you don't have to act like a, you know, you don't have to look like an idiot. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I don't think I look like an idiot. <laughs> I like you. I like way. this. Like, why are you all crapping all over me? <laughs> so he's 78. <laughs> 78 years old today. Uh, Kenny Gamble of Gamble and Huff fame turns 79 years old. Yeah. Biggest legends, I mean, in this area, just huge. Yeah, as far as uh, the music world oh goes. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I, okay, I'm a bad Philadelphian I'm, I, because I saw that it was uh, his birthday and I'm looking for some. I don't tell me a Gamble and Huff song uh, because I know that they're legendary. They're involved in so much. Um, Are I, they ain't no stopping us now. For some reason, that song is coming to mind. I you don't know. know I don't that's know. Theirs, really, uh, move. OJ's stuff because they produce some of that. Okay. OJ nice. Simpson. OJ Simpson. Yes, OJ oh, Simpson's yeah. musical career. <laughs> they were behind it. Wow. Successful. <laughs> the OJs. Doing the head chop and shuffle. Uh, that was the name of it. Yeah, that was yeah. his OJ wow. Simpson song. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a good question, Casey. I just know the gambling huff, you know, that, that Philly soul sound yeah. and, and all that. Did but you say ain't, ain't no stopping us now? Yeah. yeah. That's one. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, I did it. I'm well doing Well done. It. I'm yeah. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing radio, Mom. Tune in. Oh, and the Blue Notes, Teddy Pendergrass, all that stuff. All like great it. stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I don't have that song. Nine to five? Yeah. No. If no, you no. don't know me by now? Oh, my God. I love that song. Yep. Great, great, great tune. Uh, so, Kenny Gamble turns 79 years old today. Uh, actress Anna Gunn from uh, Breaking Bad. Skyler. Yeah, she is. Uh, <laughs> my, it's so funny. My son loves that show. And, and we go back and forth on who we hate more. Uh, her or uh, her sister. But she, Anna Gunn, and she, she, she's great in the show. Right. I mean, she plays the part great. But she has, I feel like, the most cringeworthy moment in all of television. Oh, no. Which is? Um she sings happy birthday like Marilyn Monroe style. Yeah. She's forced to. Like, her, her boss is like, come on, do the thing. Yeah. You know, do it, do it, do it, do it. And then she does it. And it's, it's, all right. So, you know, in, in, uh, I, uh, no, I love you, man. 40 year old version when, yes. uh, uh, she sings the song to him and he's like, I don't know what to do. Right. Like, that's how you feel as a viewer of the oh, television. You're right. like, oh, this is just the worst. It, there, I loved it when she was doing their, uh, taxes and she had to get all sexified up, uh-huh. uh, for the IRS guy. Yeah. She looked fantastic. She did. Yeah. She did. So, uh, anyhow, she was also, Steve, she was in Deadwood. I didn't know that. Uh, but yes, she was one of the, one of the, one of the main characters. One of the whores? I don't the, think so. Uh, okay. I don't she's think also so. in the, um, the, the Sully Sullivan... Uh, she's the plane. She's not yep. the plane, but she's part of the... The board that like yes. oversees everything. Yeah, uh, at the at the end of the movie, you're yeah. right. Uh, so she is 54 years old today. Uh, the great Viola Davis has a birthday as well. Boy, she's a wonderful actress. And she can be a badass man. Uh, she's in Peacemaker and Suicide yes. Squad, right? Oh my God, she's just such. You know what though? She's also kind of a favorite because she's just so sociopathic. Uh, People love her. Uh, she's great in uh, The Help and Fences. And uh, one of the early roles I remember seeing her in was in um, Antoine Fisher. Did you see Fences? plays the mom that he was looking for. Yeah, it was, I didn't really care for it. I kind of liked kinda it. It was kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it was so, um, and Denzel was directing. It's a play. Yeah. That yes. they made into and, a movie. And, it, you, know, and like... you, you can clearly tell it was a play. Yeah. 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 
But his character is like not, I not, like not classic, and I guess yeah. that's kind of what I liked is he was playing against type. Yeah. Uh, so she is fifty-seven today. All right, let's see if someone knows the answer to this question. What's highest grade of stakes in the U.S.? And we will go to Tony. Let's see if we can get the answer. Hey, Tony. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, buddy. Highest grade stakes in the U.S. What do you get? Uh, prime. Prime. Oh! Yeah. Hang on, Tony. Yeah! <laughs> We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the 12th annual Wildwood Tattoo Beach Bash Friday through Sunday at the Wildwoods Convention Center. 400 of the world's best tattoo artists are coming to the Wildwoods uh, to tattoo you, and you can visit villainarts.com to get... You know what I love? Meat. <laughs> Your tickets. Where did that come from? I have no idea. It actually scared the hell out of me. All right, so we're going to start with Millie Bobby Brown. She is finally opening up about comments that TikToker Hunter Esamovich, I'm not sure you have no idea who this person is, um, made about grooming the actress prior to their alleged relationship. Uh, The Stranger Things star told Allure that she was in, quote, an unhealthy situation with him and added, walking away and knowing what I'm worth, uh, knowing that I'm worth everything and this person didn't take anything from me, I felt very empowered. It felt like my life had finally turned a page and that I actually had ended a chapter that felt so effing long. So this is a former boyfriend of hers who's some sort of TikTok star, correct? Yeah, so last month a shirtless uh, Smovich, I guess is how you say his name, appeared in a live stream bragging about the sex acts performed on him by Brown when she was 16 and he was 20. Uh, wow. Uh, he also claimed that her parents were aware of the relationship because he lived with the star for eight months. He later claimed that he was drunk at the time of the live TikTok stream. Uh, how old is she now? And and on that first point, that would be illegal, right? Is she 20, 21, something like that? Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying, too. I don't know where this happened or anything like that or where this guy is from. But, uh, yeah, so she's kind of opening up about it. Do you know what they pulled off really well? They pulled off um, flashbacks of her in this last season. Yep. Uh, and obviously she's much older, but they made her look like her original self. They used a, they used a body double. Yep. And then they kind of CGI'd some of her face right. uh, in it as well. It was uh, really well done. Yep. It looked great. Olivia Wilde has legally filed to dismiss the custody petition that she received at CinemaCon in April. Uh, according to court documents obtained by the Daily Mail, the actress accused her ex, Jason Sudeikis, of intentionally trying to embarrass me professionally, she said, by having her served with papers while she was on stage during the Las Vegas event. Uh, in his own filing, the Ted Lasso star wrote that he was very, very sorry that the incident marred her special moment and added she was supposed to be served while at the airport. She's saying, and her people are saying that's not true, it was done intentionally with his consent? Is that the idea? I guess so. Yeah, she said that, that it was, uh, yeah, to embarrass her mm. professionally. So I don't want to think of Ted Lasso being I don't think Ted Lasso this way. Would do I, know. That. I don't I know. think so. Never. He would no. never. I, I think it's, I, I yeah, I honestly The feel story's like, somewhere in there, but this isn't it. Yeah, Uh uh, People reports that a judge sided with Wilde who filed for custody in Los Angeles, uh, stating that uh, New York does not have jurisdiction to hear the custody petitions as New York is not the home state of the subject children. I think he was kind of leveled when she, uh, we don't know. I don't know how the progression went, but as I recall, she got involved with Harry Styles. And for what we had heard, that sort of broadsided him. And so I can understand that, but um, you'd like it to be a little bit more pleasant from... 
the Mr. Uh, you know, the most positive character on television. Yep. Uh, so they have two kids, eight-year-old Otis and five-year-old Daisy, by the way. Uh, Follow-up on Anne Heche. She is officially under investigation for felony DUI in connection uh, with Friday's California car crash. The LAPD told uh, TMZ on Wednesday that the investigation has been upped to a felony because the woman inside the home that Heche hit with her Mini Cooper claims that she was injured. So that now makes it felonious. Well, the that home... When you see it, and I, I've seen more pictures of it and the destruction, it was a small home. And, and the fact that she drove the car almost all the way into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, officers believe the actress was driving under the influence of drugs and or alcohol because she um, uh, because uh, she was uh, driving recklessly and appeared to have a bottle of alcohol in a cup holder. But they have to do the official run through to find out if she was indeed impaired. Uh, she remains hospitalized. She's on a ventilator uh, to help her breathe, and uh, she was supposed to have surgery on Tuesday. I haven't seen any follow-up to that yet. A spokesperson said she has significant pulmonary injury, which is, of course, your lungs, uh, required mechanical ventilation and burns that require surgical intervention. So, we'll so see. she seared her lungs. I'm wondering how much of her body is covered with yeah, burns. these burns. Yeah, yeah we'll see. And did you, do we know? Is she still in the coma? The, I bl- Well... According to a hundred percent sure, but maybe there was an update that came in last night, Kathy, that said uh, she is, and uh, now and Steve, like you said yesterday, or uh, at some point, she's under this investigation. So this was uh, this came out last night. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, things coming out yesterday, a new documentary series is taking an in-depth look at sexual abuse and assault claims leveled against actor Army Hammer. From the perspective of the accusers. Kathy, get the popcorn ready. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to play. Yeah. Do we have clips of this? We have the clip of the, should have the clip of the uh, um, uh, the teaser for the The documentary. House of Hammer? House of Hammer, yeah. All right, so the trailer for House of Hammer, released by Discovery Plus on Wednesday, features appearances by two of Hammer's purported exes. You have Julia Morrison and Courtney uh, Vukakovich. Uh, or Vucicovic, who shared troubling messages they say were sent to them by the social network and call me by your name actor. Um, so what do, we, what do we want to play? These just it, it's just it's the actual teaser audio, uh, but you hear actual uh, phone messages that Army Hammer left. All right, here we go. I am here to talk about what happened in my relationship with Army Hammer. My bet was going to involve showing up at your place and completely tying you up and incapacitating you and then being able to do whatever I wanted to every single in your body until I was done with you. He said whole, by yeah. the way. Okay. I don't know that okay. we edited out. But. He pushes your boundaries a little bit at a time. These are messages that are being sent literally within seconds of each other. I mean, he said, I'm 100% a cannibal. And he just, like, acted mad. The ropes were around your neck, your wrists, your ankles, and you're, like, completely immobilized. And I'm just closing my eyes until it ended. So it's set to debut September 2nd. The three-part docuseries also includes commentary by the actor's estranged aunt, Casey Hammer. Yeah. Who was interviewed by Vanity Fair last year for an explosive feature called The Fall of Army Hammer, a family saga of sex, money, drugs, and betrayal. And she said, when all this came out about Army... I was not shocked. She said, you don't just wake up and become this dark controller (gasps) abuser. This behavior, it is deep-rooted. And in the trailer, they, she goes on to talk about the history of the Hammer family. This goes to the family. And goes to, 
you know, her father, her grandfather, her great-grandfather, that there is this history yeah. of these people doing these dark oh and, um, you yeah. know, abusive things. Well, we talked about it. People with a lot, a lot of money. I mean, crazy amounts of money. What do they do for kicks after you've expended all, the, you know, the natural stuff? I get Batman statues. That still excites me. I don't need to do this. Uh, Hammer's professional life was thrown into a tailspin in 2021 after a social media account called House of Effie posted screenshots of messages that appeared to have been sent from the actor's accounts that included references to violent sexual acts and cannibalism. Uh, the ensuing controversy prompted Hammer to withdraw from a number of high-profile projects, including the forthcoming comedy Shotgun Wedding and the Broadway production, uh, production of The Minutes. About two months after the magistrates were, were posted, the 24 year old, a 24-year-old woman identified only as Effie accused the actor of raping her in 2017. Uh, shortly after that, Hammer reportedly entered a treatment facility to address issues related to drugs, alcohol, and sex. And he has continued to maintain a low profile for most of this year. And last month was reportedly seen working at a hotel resort in the Cayman Islands. Maybe you should keep that gig. So it's uh, this is coming out in September. Yeah. And this is this one's going to be intense. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Oh, so my. I have I to admit it. Yeah. See all this stuff. So uh, actor Michael K. Williams, who uh, passed away recently, revealed the origin of his famous scar in the upcoming posthumous memoir called Scenes from My Life. According to people, the Wire star was enjoying a successful modeling and dancing career in 1991 when he was sliced across the face mm. right before his 25th birthday. Uh, he was leaving a, a club when he encountered a man that had been harassing an acquaintance earlier in the evening. And he wrote, in a flash, he smacked me across my face. I put my hand in my forehead, and then I saw the dark liquid on my fingers. The guy hadn't been slapping me. He had been cutting me open. Jeez. Oh, he said as he healed, he said that he felt he never felt more ugly. Uh, but he added that the scar, quote, gave me an edge. It made me look like the tough guy that I wasn't. So, But he's got this, huh. yeah, this big scar that's kind of prominent, but or had, I should say. Kylie Jenner gave fans a peek into her 25th birthday on TikTok on Wednesday. It was wonderful. Listen, she was accompanied by her sisters Kendall and Kim and daughter Stormy uh, uh, for a brunch, which was complete with croissants, muffins, and iced coffees. Ooh, you mean to tell me? That's so fun. I know. They just took out that Al Qaeda guy. I know. They were all together at <laughs> once. Uh-huh. Yep. How about that? They couldn't have done that. One of those ninja missiles. No, they uh, they decided to have uh, croissants, muffins, and iced mm. coffees. Oh my god! What a cute afternoon. Can I just say something real quick, guys? <laughs> uh, the croissants downstairs at Bagana's. Yeah, they're the best croissants I've ever had. Really. I saw you eating one yesterday. I'm tell- but here's the deal. It, the last one, and the one that made me realize that, I, I had basically gotten it right out of the oven. <laughs> it was so buttery delicious. I, could, I couldn't <laughs> believe what I was tasting. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Do they have chocolate croissants? No. Oh, no. So See, Nick, this- that's, yeah. I'm right down I'm that line fan. with you, man. That, to me... You got to rock a chocolate croissant. Yeah, but maybe yeah. these are so good you don't even right. need the chocolate. All right. Casey, is this, did you just eat it alone or do you put mm, something mm, on it? No, I just ate it all by itself. It didn't need anything. I'm else. not like a croissant person, but but every time I know, I know you are, Preston. Okay. Just let me them. let me finish my sentence. <laughs> every time I have one, I'm like, "Oh, that's delicious." Right. Yeah. But it would never like Kathy. grab it if there was a tray of things. They're virtually calorie free, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> especially if you get them right out of the oven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and I know what you mean cuz sometimes if you get a hold like a like a fake one that's kind of dry. No, but you get the real deal. Okay. That is just... Flaky. By the way, those things... Are, I, I looked into making them uh, from scratch. 
There's so much butter it's in it. It's just butter. It's yeah. insane. Each croissant has like eight sticks of butter. Yeah. Uh, but Preston, when it's the chocolate, when the chocolate's oh in my there, God. Oh, my it's God. Melted. Yep. It's no, pretty I, fantastic. Yeah. It's everything. Yep. The only thing I hate about croissants is uh, saying the name. I just don't feel, I feel <laughs> yeah. pretentious. You don't like doing that, that, no. that, that uh, qua, the, the, croissant? The croissant. W in there, the yeah. croissant. Uh, really. Just don't call it a crescent. I won't. How about Unless it? it's a crescent roll. Croissant. Yeah, crescent roll. Yeah, we'll yeah. give you that. Yep, yeah. another Americanized. We'll, we were we'll talking about. Have that. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> talking about Domino's earlier. The crescent roll is the Americanized <laughs> version. All right, so I do have some other things to get to. Uh, only murders in the building. Maybe Steve Martin's last acting job. Oh no, I wouldn't be happy about that. No, the seventy-six-year-old told the Hollywood Reporter on Tuesday, "When this television show is done, I'm not going to seek others. I'm not going to seek other movies. I don't want to do cameos." And this is, weirdly, it. However, he did backtrack a bit. He said, uh, I'm not, I'm really not interested in retiring. He said, I'm not. I would just like to work a little less, maybe. So okay. that's not officially saying I'm going to be This done. show is so good. And I at least got, uh, I, I'm, I'm actually enjoying, I love the first season. I'm actually enjoying the second season more. Uh, but, um, yeah, he's too good. I wonder, I don't think he would ever do this, but I wonder if he would ever, just for the hell of it, Get back out and do a stand-up presentation. Because, uh, I mean, you remember, he just dominated for and a I, while. It's been decades since he's done it, right? Decades. Okay. Yep. I was, um, my mind was blown this weekend, Steve, because I was asking a friend who, if she has watched. Because she was like, oh, I need to watch. Yeah. I need a new show. I'm like, are you watching Only Murders? And she said, no, because she hates Martin Short. Oh, wow. I was like, how oh, can you hate that guy? <laughs> You're Martin? friends with this person? Yeah, well, well it's my wife's friend. Uh, does she like croissants? I, I, Probably how not. Could you no, maybe no not. Steve. She likes crescents. Yeah. Crescent. Yeah. I will say this. Martin Short is in the an upper, upper tier of one of the funniest people that has ever walked the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. He is so incredibly talented on so many levels. He's He can be in the company of Steve Martin. He's that good. Casey, yeah. I bet she didn't know this, but I bet she doesn't like his face. Um, hmm. Oh, I'm trying and to And I'm not saying that's no, me, but, that might but be he's, it. Got that a, might be it. he's got a uh, unique yeah. look about him, and uh, I bet she doesn't like his face. That's just a guess. I don't want to Anyway, hear. back to Steve Martin. Um, he's going to be subject of a documentary. This will be great. All right. Uh, he is participating in a two-part feature from A24, which is set to be released by Apple TV. Uh, Morgan Neville, who helmed Oscar-winning documentary 20 Feet from Stardom, as well as Won't You Be My Neighbor, and dozens of other film and TV projects is directing and producing. Uh, there's no title or anticipated release date as of yet, but production has been ongoing. So Martin told The Hollywood Reporter of the process, it's somebody else's take. They found a lot of archival stuff. They found a photo of my father in 1944 in Germany touring our town with the USO. Uh, for as as well as known as he is, Martin hasn't done that much mining of his personal story. He did publish one memoir, which is called uh, Born Standing Up, about his years as a stand-up comedian uh, in 2007. I read it. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Uh, it's a book about his years. Uh, uh, or he also did a book about his years in film, Called or not yet, but it's called Number One is Walking: My Life in Movies and Other Diversions, which is due in November. So I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely, as he describes it, it's a collection of anecdotes and illustrations. Uh, the film will trace his life from his roots in stand-up comedy uh, through today. What's your favorite Steve Martin comedy movie? Wow, 
I'll tell you one that I keep going back to just because wow. it's so unique. I think you might be with me. Demento Demento wear plaid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. It's got so many great moments. Oh man, that and Steve, you and I love a a very little known Steve Martin movie called The Lonely Guy. Oh my god, (laughs) it's It's been so long since I've seen that movie. I need to I need to go back and watch it. But I mean, you know, probably Steve for um, uh, not only the comedy but the drama and the emotion that that takes you to it parenthood is a phenomenal film he's yes he's playing a different if you're talking about the more outlandish stuff you you know talking yeah, the, the jerk, jerk and dead men, yeah. uh uh the man with two brains all that stuff but uh, parenthood is excellent so there Roxanne is excellent oh my god Roxanne is one oh, of my favorite that. movies too Bowfinger. <laughs> Bowfinger. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. Oh, I love Bowfinger. Like, for straight laughs, Yes, it, that might be my... But, Steve, I mean, everyone you listed, they're all phenomenal movies. There is a, yeah. a line I can't say, but it's in The Man With Two Brains where they're they're talking about, you know, they have the brain of this. He's fallen in love with this brain, this woman. And uh, he, and the other doctor, this crazy scientist, says, well, I, you know, I, I have a gorilla. And the line Steve <laughs> Martin says... I can't have a gorilla, but yeah. it's the full. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, oh three my amigos, God! Three amigos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's too many. Dirty rotten scoundrels. Yes. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. Story is another fun one. We're looking at uh, at the list of, of his credits. There's just too many. Good yes. Things. Yeah. True. Uh, but uh, wow. Yeah. Bowfinger, man. It's it's <laughs> way up there. All right, so the project, by the way, joins Apple's growing slate of documentary offerings, including uh, Magic Johnson series, They Call Me Magic, uh, Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, uh, The Velvet Underground, Upcoming Sydney, Portier, Deep Dive, Sydney, and previously announced feature about Michael J. Fox. So there's some good stuff. I, I am totally down with this. Yeah. We haven't had, uh, it used to be the E! True, the e True Hollywood was, story, yeah. which is great, behind the music, all yeah. these things that were kind of continuous Series and I used to uh, eat them up. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, John Hamm is joining the morning show. Apple TV announced on Wednesday that the Mad Men star will play Paul Marks, a corporate titan in the drama's forthcoming third season, which will begin filming uh, later on this month. Oh, so I'm, a sucker, on board. I'm a sucker for the new ad campaign with John Hamm and, and the progressive, progressive commercials. <laughs> I haven't and, seen it. Oh my god! They like she. <laughs> he's like. Uh, you remember, I asked you out the one time, and she's like, oh, yes, the struggling actor who didn't know what he was, had a, a, you know, bundle car insurance or whatever, and they've, they've turned it into a series. And she's like, she's like uh, he's totally into her, and she's, yeah. like, flippant about him. Oh, and, and, well, I've got to see that. She refers to him as Tom Hamm at one yeah. point, and, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're really goofy, but he's just playing John Hamm straight, and yeah. they, they make me laugh every time. Oh, that's brilliant. We're looking at uh, video footage of this. <laughs> All right, I got to see those when we're <laughs> taking a break. Uh, and then one last thing Alec Baldwin has booked his next movie gig. Uh, Deadline announced on Wednesday that the actor joins Olga Kurylenko for the spy action thriller Chief of Station. Uh, in the film, Baldwin plays a former CIA station chief who is forced back into the espionage world after learning that the death of his wife was not an accident. Okay. Oh. So it sounds like a serious movie for him and a CIA station chief. If, is it going to be an action movie? Yeah. I don't see him in an action he movie. He was in the uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, he yeah. played well, essentially he? the same character yeah, in Mission Impossible. He's like the exactly CIA the same, chief. Yeah. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's hit the clips, y'all. 
Two best friends face a terrifying scenario when they attempt to free climb an abandoned TV tower in the vertigo-inducing new thriller Fall. Here, Grace Fulton explains why the fear she portrays in the film was real. It was real. We <laughs> were actually real. on a practical tower, and it was high up. They found like a 2,000-foot a cliff to then build a 100-foot tower on top of it. Um, so we had just the most insane views. I mean, we were out there. We were we were really brave in it. <laughs> this really plays on Preston. The whole thing is that one conceit where if you have any level of vertigo or yeah. fear of heights, this is the movie you don't want to see. Yeah. Uh, fall premieres in theaters tomorrow, by the way. We were talking about at one point, remember, Case, having you climb the, one of the Roxborough Yeah, I would antennas? do that. Yeah. yeah. I would, you would I, do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, no, no thank hell you. Hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, next clip. Down on her luck and saddled with debt, a young woman gets involved with a scam that sends her into a world of crime in Emily the Criminal. In this clip, Aubrey Plaza credits her castmates on making a scene feel so real that she was terrified. It was so real! There's a scene in the film where Emily gets robbed, and um, I knew I knew what was going to happen. And I knew that the guy, uh, Craig Stark, that we cast as the guy that was going to rob me was real was real intense and real good and i i just had a feeling it was going to it was going to be hard and scary and i was right i don't i don't want i don't think i want to see it i'm getting great reviews for this by the way emily the criminal is in theaters tomorrow if you would like to see it and there you go that's the entertainment report for today dear friends all right let's take a break and come back in a little while we are going to have Whitney Cummings on the show we're going to have chef uh, Jen Carroll about an event uh, that's happening in our fair city. We'll tell you about that and more. We have stuff to give away and things to do. So hang in there with us. We'll be back in a moment. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MMR Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. I believe, and it has been a while, but I think we need to. Uh, I think we need to feed our minds and head to the Justin Institute. Oh, yeah, I think we need to go there because a lot of research and studies have been done uh, that we need to talk about. The Justin Institute, home of the Kathy Romano Orgasm Research. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's not. Waves, avalanches, and volcanoes. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of intense work being done there. Oh, that was another anyway. writing grant from Bill Weston. Wow. God. He, he kind of uh, was okay with it. He, he was. Yeah. He yeah. was very cool with it. We, yeah. we, Bill had it. We, we have uh, meetings on Mondays and Wednesdays, uh, and, and Bill touched lightly on the orgasm thing. And, uh, I need he, you to stop talking. Yeah, and he was... He uh, was got to go. He was okay. <laughs> he was okay. He was okay with it. Uh, so, reality television, viral internet memes can turn ordinary people into celebrities overnight, but there is a downside to sudden fame. Psychologist Audrey Tang says that sudden fame may cause someone to measure self-worth in terms of popularity. Yeah. I and, think that is, a, that is the major yeah. issue currently going on with social media. And new celebrities could lose control of the narrative of their lives as social media takes over. Uh, they, they could be more concisely stated. Therein yep. lies, I think, the basis for so much of what is wrong with social media and how so many people get carried away with it. Yeah, that it, you can you can head down into this pit. You lose yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even, like, I see, you know, like, the kids asking, like, I don't... 
wow, how, how do you get so many likes? I'm like, oh God, who cares? You're right, you know right, what I right, mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been on a, I've been on a hiatus. I've not been doing any any social media stuff, and it's I have to admit it's been great. Yeah, I take I take breaks and come yeah. back, and I'll do a couple of things, and mm-hmm. and uh, it it. <laughs> it's weird to say, I remember, and I talk about this all the time, the nostalgic sort of beginning when MySpace first came out. It's like, wow, hey, how are you? Look at you. Yeah. We're friends. And then that that's almost, you can never reachieve the benign nature of that, that now. It's yeah. too much. I, and sometimes I'll, I'll feel a little bit guilty of, hey, look how great my life is. Yeah. Let, me, let me show you how awesome my life is. that's what social media is. I know. Meanwhile, right? it's not, you know that everyone's life isn't that great. Although I'm doing something pretty great this weekend, and I'll probably post pictures. <laughs> Wait, and I keep hearing you talk about it, and I don't know what you're doing. He's been waiting on it for a long time. Okay, so but you, what do you think it pertains to? Well, I know what it pertains to, yes, because I heard Casey yeah. say that, but I don't know what you're doing. I yeah, but do you want to, like... No, are no, you, we can talk about it later. I just... Yeah, are you worried about uh, jinxing it? Maybe. Okay. I'll talk about it later. Let's talk yeah. about it next week. When you take a break from social media, I think the thing that I try to remember is uh, you don't miss it and it doesn't miss yeah. you. Mm-hmm. When you. When you're gone from it for a stretch and you look back on that time where you were gone from it, it your life was just fine. Well, what, what, again, what you just said in, in that... You be you have a skewed view of where yeah. if you break down the percentages of the amount of people who are actively using and the way you think actively using social media, it would blow your mind. It's so far less than you perceive it as. You think that a lot of people, especially uh, Kathy, you talk about the kids asking about likes and stuff like that. Yeah. The perception is you are just plugged in all the time, and most people are not. I have a, a friend who is like an influencer, and I remember one time her saying to me, um, she was like, well, I have to post something today. And I'm like, mm. no, you don't. No, just so you know, no one cares. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like when you post it, yes, oh, great, that, that picture is great. You know, the, you know, what'd you do or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. But like if you skip a day, trust me, not one of your followers is going to go, gee, where did she go? That's right. the skewed feeling of, of the, oh, certainly, it, certainly they're going to know. No, that, that, right. They're no, probably they're sitting there checking their phone. Where's the post? Mm-hmm. No one cares. Uh, the psychologist said that uh, trolls and fans might feel that they uh, they have a more personal connection to them than they really do. Financial management can be another concern. They said any change, even if you're prepared for it, uh, takes getting used to when you begin to live it. And that's if you, if you all of a sudden have a viral incident that happens and boom, you've got loads of fame and yeah. and that stuff just to be aware of that it can uh, it can be uh, it can get away from you. There's that scene in Patton where he's and he's talking about he has, there's a time uh, ancient Rome where the uh, the a Roman conqueror returning after battle would ride in a chariot and yeah. standing alongside him would be someone who would whisper in his ear that all glory is fleeting. Yeah. Just to keep everything, you know, in right. perspective. All glory is fleeting. Kathy, yeah. is your husband completely off social media? Yeah, no, he doesn't do anything. He, he's working his OnlyFans. That's the <laughs> idea. Yeah. Other than that. Uh, but that's just got to be liberating for him. Like, just the no interaction. I mean, his job, he can't. It's, for school, I think. Yeah. It, yeah he, especially like, when you're in said, a uh, an authoritarian uh, or authoritative position, I should say. Yeah, and he's he made that decision a long time ago and still to this day says it was the best decision he ever made. Yeah, good for him. I'm a little jealous. All right, uh, let me see what else we have at the Just Saying Institute. This in the medical field. A Lyme disease vaccine could soon hit the market in it the has- U.S. Uh, yeah, but 
Wait, was this is this the one in Nantucket? This is uh, where a guy was Johnson was so long. Long. He could, <laughs> No, never mind. Was there an old hermit named Dave? <laughs> No, uh, I th- or or at least they they may have um, tested it in Nantucket because it's one of I get I I, did, I read the article. It's like one of the places that has the highest tick population. Okay, oh, okay. Well, well, so so they did have one, and I've got a little bit on the okay, history okay, of okay. that Casey and why that one went away. So uh, the uh, the first time in two decades. Uh, Pfizer enters late-stage clinical trials for a series of shots that prevent infection uh, from the tick-borne illness. Uh, starting enrollment of 6,000 adults and children age 5 and up for the Phase 3 trial that is set to begin by the end of the year. Uh, the three-dose vaccine will be administered over nine months, and then participants will receive a booster 12 months later. Pfizer is aiming to apply for uh, FDA approval uh, in 2025. So this comes after Pfizer reported strong Phase 2 data from the shot, which is called VLA-15, in February. In that trial, the company determined uh, that the three-dose regimen was most effective against the virus. So so if you do the three-dose regimen and the booster, are you done? Or is it the kind of thing where you have to keep going back and getting... Well, that's a good question, because yesterday I was picking up a script, uh, a script and uh, at the pharmacy they asked if I wanted uh, two things. They asked if I wanted a shingles vaccine, which I have already gotten. I just got that. I'm right. so happy I yeah, got I that get mine. out of the way. Yeah. Uh, but also they asked if I wanted a tetanus vaccine. Oh, and yeah. so that, that's something they recommend every decade that you get. So it might be something like that, Steve. I don't well, really it, know. Yeah, because I, mean, I remember years ago we had our various vaccines and shots when, you know, yeah. uh, but and, and uh, they were, seemed to be a little bit long, longer lasting. This has been, though, kind of the, the holy grail, the, the Lyme disease thing. Because, do you know yes. anybody who has My, yeah, my yeah. girlfriend struggle, is struggling, um, like, big time with it. with it. Yeah, wow. I had it a few years ago, and it's something that just lives with you forever. And uh, Dr. Mike has said that, like, once you have it, it's kind of there for the rest of your life. Mm. Yep. So uh, U.S. cases of the disease have uh, skyrocketed in recent years. Uh, cases have jumped 250% in rural areas from 2007 to 2021. Experts are warning that tick bites are becoming more frequent as well, especially in areas uh, where they would not be expected. So, Casey, here's the deal. Uh, it was called Limerix. was a highly effective Lyme disease vaccine manufactured by GlaxoSmithKline yeah. in the late 1990s. It was up to 90% effective at preventing infection. And its arrival came around the same time uh, that an anti-vaccine movement erupted in the U.K., because it's a U.K.-based uh, uh, story here, and across the world over false reports that uh, the MMR vaccine was causing autism in some children. And this led to significant backlash against the U.K. manufacturer for launching uh, a vaccine to fight a disease that many didn't see as a major threat. Uh, that was there was little demand for it, and eventually it was pulled off the market in 2002. So that it was part yeah. of that whole uh, hubbub. Well, I think if you were living in a rural area, this would appeal to you a bit more because you know that's yeah. and especially now since there's been a huge right. uptick, uptick. <laughs> of, of Lyme disease cases. So yeah, so this trial is um, on the island of Nantucket. It, okay, they have uh, they were number it's one being run by an old hermit named. <laughs> No, they were, like, number one with tick population and Lyme disease for a while. Uh, instead of they bumped down to... No num- kidding. They, they uh, bumped down to number three, but uh, they brought this, the Pfizer um, trial of this vaccine to Nantucket for the residents because so many people Didn't were... Didn't realize that because yeah. Lyme comes from Lyme, Connecticut. 
Brie, it does. It does. It does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, with him, I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> Wait, Lyme. Lyme is yeah. it? yes. Let's the Lyme disease is associated with Lyme, Connecticut. Lyme, Connecticut. Okay. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. <laughs> um, so, twenty twenty five is when they're looking to hopefully have the trials done and be able to have that out there, and another one will exist. All right, what else do we have here? Just saying, Institute. Home of the Kathy Romano Orgasm Research. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a question that keeps some scientists awake at night, and the question is, do spiders sleep? Oh, I saw oh. this. <laughs> Daniela Rossler and her colleagues trained cameras on baby jumping spiders at night <laughs> to find out. Uh, the footage showed patterns that looked a lot like sleep cycles. Uh, the spider's legs twitched and parts of their eyes flickered. Uh, the researchers described this pattern as REM-like sleep state. In humans, REM, REM, or rapid eye movement, is an active phase of sleep when parts of the brain light up with activity and is closely linked with dreaming. Other animals, including some birds and mammals, have been shown to experience REM sleep. Uh, but creatures like the jumping spider haven't gotten as much attention, so it wasn't known if they got the same kind of sleep. I've always wondered if... Um, it's a jumping spider. I've always wondered if... Um, there are there like for example certain types of sharks go into a sedate state but uh, have to keep swimming yeah. to keep living uh and uh, within the animal kingdom i'm sure there are basic similarities to that where you're functioning at a reduced state, but you're right. not technically asleep. Well, yeah, there are yeah. animals that stand, right? Right, right. Yeah. Sleep standing. Huh? But they're yeah. saying that the, the, the spiders basically go into REM sleep. Kind of oh. like that. So the, there's more research that needs to be done, but Rossler and her team... When the, you're a spider, what do you have a nightmare about? Uh, <laughs> Dust. <laughs> Baby nuts. Yeah. Like something cuddly yeah. and sweet. Uh, so Rustler and her team dug into the sleep question after she discovered the spiders hanging at night from uh, threads of silk in their lab containers. And she recently scooped up some jumping spiders to study. There are common species with a furry brown body and four pairs of big eyes. And the research showed Jeez. the spiders' overnight movements looked a lot like REM in other species. She said... Uh, like dogs or cats twitching in their sleep, and they happened in regular cycles similar to sleep patterns in humans. Jumping spiders, what a wonderful thing to have, right? <laughs> it's like flying bears. By the way, don't you love it when your cat or your dog <laughs> oh, yeah. is clearly having a dream? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'll even vocalize a little uh -huh. bit, or they're they're running. Uh, you know, their their paws uh -huh. are moving and stuff, and you're like, check it out. Look at this. Look at this great footage. It it it's it. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. It's, it, but it's also what? adorable. It's a German shepherd having a, a, a dream, and then it, it gets startled and gets up and runs into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Many species similar to spiders actually don't have movable eyes, which makes it hard to compare their sleep cycles. But these jumping spiders are predators that move their retinas around to change their gaze while they hunt. Plus, the young spiders have a see-through outer layer that gives a clear window into their body. So, do spiders wear uh, the perfect. CPAP? Uh, well, they... well, the big ones do. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, insects—they're just—they just seem like—they just seem like robots to me. They don't like—they don't like have personalities or anything pe like that. But I agree. There are people though who swear who collect tarantulas mm -hmm. and things of that nature. They swear there is a personality. 
For all we know, in their world, there may be like stand-up comedians right. yeah. Right. Yeah. that are spiders, and they have tons of personality <laughs> or impressionists <laughs> or something like that. I don't know, but you know, we just don't understand it. That may uh, be it. I did the most ridiculous thing the other day. I got back uh, from the shore. I, I was about to take a, a whiz into my toilet. Yes, and there was a that bu- seems pretty no, Steve. Uh, let me finish here. Yeah. Okay. There was a there was a an insect in there that was he was still alive. Yeah. I think it was he. I, I couldn't tell. Uh, and he was like moving his legs yeah. and I, I started to go to the bed and then I felt really bad because I was just going to let him drown. You're going to yeah. kill him by flushing it. I, I grabbed a, a piece of toilet paper. I put it in there and I, I, I saved his life and then I put him on the side of the toilet. I was like, you get to, you, you get another day, oh, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, I saved I saved a critter the other day uh, in our uh, garage. There was a a cricket, and you yeah. would go in there at night, and he was just <laughs> it was like nonstop, right. and it was really loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's in here somewhere. Neither. I don't know where it is. And like a couple, of, and my daughter and I were talking about it, and uh, she's like, I know, I feel bad for it. He's stuck in our garage. And I went out the other day, and I opened the garage door, and there he was sitting there, <laughs> yeah. like on the on the on the the floor mat, uh-huh. and uh, and I'm like. You going golfing? I, I'm like, I'm going to save you, buddy. Yeah. So I scooped them up. I don't mind picking up crickets or yeah. anything like that. I just scooped them up and took them outside. Dude, and thank then, you. Thank and you then so there was much. A, a bird yeah. came down and ate them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our garage was yeah. his safe haven. Little did the... you know he was hiding in the garage. Well, there's that footage of, the, of, the, of these, this, these uh, uh, mother and a daughter who nurse a butterfly. Oh, no. Like a monarch butterfly. <gasps> and they let it go and pressed and a bird nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the researchers still have to figure out if the spiders are technically sleeping while they're in these resting states. That includes testing whether they respond more slowly or not at all to triggers that would normally set them off. But they're thinking that they do show some signs of actual sleep. It's pretty wild. Yeah. All right. What else we have here? Uh, let's go to the artificial intelligence world at the Justin Institute. I know. Uh, but the U.S. Federal Circuit Court has ruled against AI systems patenting their own inventions, with a judge saying that there is no ambiguity. This ruling comes after Stephen Thaler, a pioneer in artificial intelligence, has tried multiple times to copyright and patent the inventions of AI software tools that he has created. So, the uh, essentially, these... Um, Artificial intelligences are not able to patent their own work. So I guess would, I guess it'd be similar to if you wrote a basic computer code that people were using as a foundation block. Is that what this is basically? Well, no. So the judge uh, Leonard P. Stark has written in the court's opinion that the ruling comes down to the Patent Act. He said the act refers uh, to patent holders as individuals. Which ordinarily means a human being, a person. Oh. Personal pronouns like herself and himself are also used throughout the act, not its self, which would permit non-human inventors. So it's saying that this thing, this this artificial intelligence, if it creates something and it's unique and original, it can't patent it because it's not a human being. Oh, yes. I like that. You know what I mean? I'm down with that. Yes. The less autonomy, the better. Yeah, start- Stop it. Stark has made it clear that this case is not open to multiple interpretations and that the court must use the plain meaning of the language in the act. The Patent Act requires that inventors must be natural persons, that is, human beings. Because you could sidestep law that way. If, if uh, You could um, 
you know, uh, if you have a machine that's putting something together this way with AI, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't like all of this. To me, is a big slippery slope. Yep, uh, I, I, I sent you a video a little while back, Steve, of one of those robots. Yeah, uh, with a machine gun on. Yes. Yes, a Boston Dynamics dog yep. with the machine gun on. Going around, firing away. Tell me that's not terrifying. the targets. It was terrifying. Yeah. Um, and if they if they add AI to that, then you've got... Bad dog. You've got really? Metalhead, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, that yep. Black Mirror episode. Uh, so his lawyer, Ryan Abbott, thinks the Federal Circuit has adopted a narrow and textualist approach to the Patent Act. He said it ignores the purpose of the Patent Act and the outcome that AI-generated inventions are now unpatentable in the United States. That is an outcome with real negative social consequences, he said. I, yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. I, it, <laughs> we're moving ahead so fast with so much of this stuff, and so much of this stuff was warned about in science fiction for years, Preston. Yep. And you look at it, you go, oh, man, didn't you guys ever see I Am Legend? Yeah. Yeah. It's I, uh, I Robot and yeah, all that I stuff. Yeah, I Robot and all that, yeah. Yep, so. Like, all right. the, the video is running, Kathy. And oh, Nick, my God. <laughs> look at this thing. Oh, the machine gun. <laughs> we're looking oh at, God, the, no. at the, the Boston Dynamics no. dog with the machine gun. And, Steve, in this video, when you have the audio with it, yeah. it makes this could you imagine hearing that coming at you in the dark? Sound as it's walking around and leveling itself and shooting these targets with a freaking machine gun. And man. by the way, it's Casey. To your earlier point, it's very insect-like. It's yeah. very rob- there's yeah. a mindlessness to it. There's yes. no there. I think that's the thing that is really the most uh, uncomfortable about it. There's we see something that looks to be living, right? Uh, but it is bereft of any sort of. Yeah, emotion yeah. or anything. It's We're, almost that uncanny valley yeah, thing. Yeah. We're really looking at the beginning of the end. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right, let's move on. That's uh, depressing. Don't like it. It's uh, scary. I don't, don't want to get back to the orgasms. <laughs> yeah. uh, new study has found that exposure to sunlight simulates the release of a hunger hormone from the skin, but the effects are only prevalent in men. Wait, the sun so makes us hungry. Man. Yeah, the sun makes men hungry. Oh, huh. huh. yeah. Uh, researchers from Tel Aviv University. Everything is- makes you guys hungry. <laughs> yeah. In Israel, claim that uh, males are more likely to gain weight in the summer due Not to this me. hormone. Oh, that makes me feel better. Uh, it does. Yeah, because I've been putting on weight. So okay, but you're also doing more <laughs> recreational indulgent things. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's the weather. Yeah. It's not the Taco yeah. Bell Dairy no. Queen and, and Popeyes that I had yesterday. <laughs> Don't no, 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 that's not it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you did you did that? I, the tri freaking factor. You did that I didn't yesterday. Even real, I didn't even realize it until I had I had Popeyes Dairy Queen and and Taco <laughs> Bell yesterday. <laughs> God you had like 900 calories, I mean oh 9,000 calories yesterday. Dairy Queen and Taco And now. the worst part is I went to Dairy Queen before I went to the gym. I was like going <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a blizzard before I go to the gym oh and then work my it off. God. Yeah. work it off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What all do you have yesterday? Uh, I just like. Would you have it? Would no. you have a Taco Bell? Uh, well, no, you started at. Uh, Derek, Derek, no, right? I started to talk about it. So, uh, Chuck and I went to Taco Bell yesterday and I got uh, three tacos. I thought you were going to get pizza. <laughs> we were. And then he was like, hey, why don't we go to Taco Bell instead? I'm like, all right, let's do that. Okay, gonna... so three tacos. Three tacos and two beef Mexican melts. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, a medium blizzard. And by the way, a medium is, is basically like a large. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. big. Yeah. What, what kind? Uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Vanilla or chocolate ice cream? Uh, vanilla yeah, with yeah. extra Reese's. <laughs> you can do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> and then Popeyes? And a spicy chicken sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Can I? Uh... Just the chicken sandwich or anything else? And French fries. <laughs> <laughs> sandwich. And I had Chick fil A sauce at my uh, house. Uh, <laughs> so you put that on it? I put that on the French fries. <laughs> <laughs> How is uh, how's your tummy today? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have a big BM in a little <laughs> yes, bit. Yes, you will. Because yeah. that would destroy me. I would have me. to go to the hospital. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I would be. I would feel ill. Like, did you sleep okay last night? Well, the the thunderstorm woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, it was sunny yesterday. He yes, was hungry. I was hungry. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. There in lies this his study. Fault. Researchers yeah. uh, said that, uh, that, that men gain weight in summer <laughs> due to the hormone. However, in women, the sex hormone estrogen interferes with the release of Kathy, does the sun make you horny? This hunger hormone, uh, no. meaning it does not lead to a change in appetite. Uh, huh. These results identify the skin as a major mediator uh, of energy homeostasis and may lead to therapeutic opportunities for sex-based treatments of endocrine-related related diseases. I am lost here. I know, me too. The uh, need to consume food is mainly controlled by communication between peripheral tissues like in the gut and liver and the brain. Hormones are released from peripheral organs to reach brain regions such as the uh, hypothalamus, which controls functions like temperature and sleep as well as hunger. So the team saw that, on average, men increase their intake of calories from food in the summer months when solar radiation is its highest. It's interesting because you would think you'd be, like, winter would be the time that you really I feel less hungry in the summer. I don't need to eat as much, and I tend to eat lighter fare in the summer. Not me. Um, Like, you know, barbecues, things like that, summertime gatherings. There's usually a lot of... uh, Indulging, but so. the winter. I agree with that observation. That's when I'm more inclined to uh, to let it go. A Steve, bit. you and I were talking about this before the show started yesterday or the day before. Like just the enervating uh, yes. heat, you know, and when it's really hot and humid. And when when I feel that way, it completely eradicates my appetite. Like, Likewise, I, I, I don't. I'm just not hungry at all either. And I'm, they probably feed into one another. Yeah, but I'm just I, I lose my appetite, and then I have no energy, and then I continue to have no energy, and so then I have no appetite. Uh, so the research was supported by a study of mice that were exposed to daily ultraviolet radiation for 10 weeks. Researchers observed a significant increase in food intake with the male mice, but not in the females. They fed the mice Popeye's, Dairy Queen, <laughs> and Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> the, research, <laughs> the research... You know, and you didn't get a Mexican pizza? Sold out. Uh-huh. And I'm not a Mexican pizza guy anyway, but I did notice that uh, it said sold out on wow. the uh, on the little thing. And by the way, the Mexican melt does not exist. So here's a hack for everybody out there. You get the cheesy roll up. Right. And then you ask them to add beef. And that's but a that's beef Mexican melt. Do you go into the Taco Bell right up here on City Line? Right there. Okay. Yeah, go through the drive through um, and, and we're good to go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, uh, men will uh, will gain weight and women don't. Uh, by the way, oh, somebody texted in and said, thank you for letting me know that Mexi melts still exist. Yeah. But they don't. They don't. You Cheesy to... roll up, add beef. All right. Cheesy roll up, add beef. There you go. There's a hack. Did you learn that or did you come I up invented with that? that. I invented you. Oh, you know, it's, it's so funny because I, I order it over here, right? And then I, right. I went to the Taco Bell down the shore and they were like, oh, we, we can't do that. And I was like. Oh, you, yes, you can. You can do that. <laughs> I, you, you, I, I totally make the difference. Yeah. And they didn't. And so that that one, wa- that one Taco Bell, that one time said we can't do that. 
but I've gotten it from that Taco Bell before <laughs> and okay since. When they do that. I'm like, yes, you can. Just hit the freaking add beef button and you're good to go. <laughs> Wait, I, I go to a restaurant with my girlfriend. We meet at the same restaurant every time we go to lunch or dinner together. And um, she likes the chicken sandwich that they offer on the lunch menu, but they don't offer on the dinner menu. But they offer the chicken with, uh, you know, with vegetables. So she's like, can you, they won't let her order the chicken sandwich. So she Come says, on. can I get the chicken meal and can you give me two pieces of bread? <laughs> and so she makes it herself. You got to hack it yourself. Won't, but, like Sometimes yeah. the chef will do it and sometimes the majority of the time they're like, no, we can't do that. Sorry. It's insane. <laughs> it, it goes back to the classic scene from Five Easy Pieces with Jack Nicholson about right. the, the, the sandwich. Right? Yeah. The uh, chicken salad. Just do, just do the, just a comedy. <laughs> it's sitting right there. Right. So Casey, somebody texted in and said that if you have the Taco Bell app, you can use that, you can make any Hack that you want. Oh, okay. Uh, that that uh, what did they write? That um, the app is totally customizable. Ooh, All right. so you could get it. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I haven't reached that low yet where I've uh, downloaded the Taco Bell app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you go inside, they have the uh, they have the screens, or at least the one that that's okay. near me does, and you can you can customize. Is there stuff. a master app that controls Taco Bell, Popeyes, and Dairy Queen? In all one three button? of them in yeah. one. It'll be like the Kentucky Fried Taco Hut, <laughs> right, yeah. where all three of those restaurants are together. So, Case, do you want to know how many calories you consumed yesterday? <laughs> no, I don't care because I work I worked out. So, well, I will yeah. tell you. I, I won't tell you if you don't want to know, but because I added them up, what I was it? just I interested. Know. But it's I, it was less than I thought it was going to be. Okay. What is it? it? It was about three thousand. Okay. Oh, oh, well, bad. hey, you're good. There, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, because I, uh, you know, you consume two thousand calories in a day, and that's like pretty standard. Yeah. Plus, I worked out, so I gained those calories back. So you know, I think I'm all right. Yeah, you're do it again today. Yo, I sweated so hard yesterday. So I, I worked out really, really, really. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Oh, never mind. Sorry, I was going to go off into the Casey Here's diet. Another drive. thing. I, I, I did not. I have another hack, by the way, uh, because Chipotle. Uh, I went there the other day, and my mom wanted she eats like a little bird, right? Yeah. And so she didn't want a full bowl because she she won't eat the whole thing. So I went to the kids meal section. And you can order, like, and Steve, you've never seen it, but it's a little tray with, like, four partitions. Huh. And I invented a little mini bowl in that partition. <laughs> and Is that why you were, weird? you were asking about Qdoba yesterday? Did I ask about Qdoba Yeah, you yesterday? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking about it. Huh. Maybe it was in your... In no, I, I was talking about Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah, okay, I was right, talking right. about that yesterday. Speaking, but yes. Speaking of uh, people as they age and their appetite decline, like, I, I can't believe that some people... Like, I've watched what my mom eats, too. Like, how are you guys staying alive? Right. Well, this is goes to... So I went to visit my dad, 94, and Sheila is my basic of our own terms of person, my stepmom. Mom? Yeah. And, and she's in her 70s. And so, you know, the... I'm there to visit them, and the evening's moving along, and so I'm, I haven't really eaten. I've worked out. I've done all my stuff, and, you know, and so we're heading into dinner time. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to go make plans for dinner. Well, we just have leftovers here, eh? We have a piece of white bread, uh, two on. Mentos, a piece of American cheese, oh my God. Uh, two pieces of bacon, uh, half a grape juice. What? We're, so we're good. What is this? I could put together a bigger mood rummaging through the dumpster. I mean, everything is, and nothing is complete. And then they had a, my dad had discovered this thing. It was a tub of white chicken <laughs> that had just been pulled off the chicken by someone else. And so I and it was in his fridge? 
It was in his fridge. And he has no idea who pulled it off. Was no, it Sheila and those Legos? No, it was from the, the supermarket did it oh, this way. Okay. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how they survive on the little amounts that they eat. Now, my dad is a whole different story. He will empty your refrigerator right. if you invite yeah. him oh, over. Yeah. But my, my dad's like about 130. 30, 140 pounds now, 94, whatever he is. Uh, but um, th- but then we went out to dinner and he had, uh, you know, a surf and turf. Oh. So he didn't finish it. And I'm sure he's still eating it. <laughs> he's having it for leftovers <laughs> yeah, yeah. tonight. Right, right. All right, well, I got one more thing uh, to cover from the oh, Justine Institute. What? Nothing. What I, I just there? messed something up on, the, on my board. Oh, I, okay. I moved the hotkey and now I don't know what I... What I'm missing. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought it was something about no, it's something nothing that important. was said. All right, so uh, TikTokers are concerned about titanium dioxide and tampons. Oh, what's this? Because uh, it causes issues. Are these like, robot tampons? Like heavy bleeding and cysts. No. Oh. oh. Uh, Wait, ta- is it is that in the tampon? I guess so. Titanium di- dioxide is safe in regulated amounts, according to the USD- USDA. Uh, in the UK, the compound is banned from foods for its potential to act as a carcinogen. Doesn't that cause you concern to realize that you have another country that's banning it because of its to- use? Oh, totally. And, and yet here, that's why I, I don't put. Uh, that's well, this how- is this is part of the reason uh, that the cup kind of became so popular. Right. People, a lot of people were doing it for health reasons and the menstrual cup. Yeah, 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 and and that you know we don't know exactly what's in these tanks. Yeah, menstrual cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a cup. And the commercial could be Nick turning around going, "Yeah, cup. Yeah, yeah, a cup. <laughs> Couple." I don't think the second one works as well. No, it doesn't. No, it's but like this... that, that Intel song. That's that that audio piece yeah. could be. Yeah, a couple. According to oh, a researcher, great. it's in the tampon I use. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, I just of, looked uh, it up. What brand? Uh, Tampax. So a uh, is um, it in your too? Nick? Nick's used to. <laughs> I don't know why you said all men. <laughs> He's worried about me. We're really close. The two, the two reactions we got from Nick were the dis, the dis, discontinuation of a hot pocket and titanium and tampons. My oh tampons. Oh, man. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. There's a fart at the end of it. Press it. Yeah, I was trying to get through the story. <laughs> no, I don't mind hanging out. This is pretty good. <laughs> so that's yeah, the, uh, the uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, I feel bad for you guys. So a Columbia researcher said that we really know very little or almost nothing really about something that could impact the health of millions of women. Well, I'm, I'm comforted by that. Uh, her team is working on researching and analyzing tampons for metals and pesticides. What was the issue with the uh, the sponge? There was some... Oh, no, was it... To- what, what caused toxic shock syndrome? It was uh, tampons. tampons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, but You know what, though? I, had, uh, I know it can happen, but I have a gynecologist who told me it's so rare... Like that that's like the least of your issues okay. you know, worried about keeping it in too long. I'm sure it can happen. It's on on all the boxes, a warning. But right. she was like, you don't really need to worry about that. It might be similar to this. Uh, Dr. Philip uh, Tierno of NYU says that chemicals can be absorbed into the bloodstream through tampons and pads are the safest bet. Dear God in heaven. And pads, they I'll suck. Just, just bury me. It's fine. I'll... Really? What sucks <laughs> about pads? Ew, you're just 
bleeding into a thing it... that's sitting there in your underwear. Like, as, it's opposed, awful. as opposed to absorbing inside yeah, and, and then, and then taking it out. Take it out, throw it out. Right. And... A quick question. So, so like, with the um, the uh, people who have urinary issues, like, when I had the uh, my surgery, I had to wear the, uh, the adult uh, diaper thing for a while. And it, right. You can't even call it diapers these days. These are the most comfortable underwear I've ever had. <laughs> They're wonderful. Are you serious? They were so, they were like awesome. Oh my God. Awesome. <laughs> well, like I'm... thin, like the level of like your, your a jockey brief, a little bit thicker. Really? Really comfortable. I have I, to try this out. Yeah, I wore them for just a little while because as, as uh, the okay. catheter came out, you were having an issue. You gonna do it? Yeah, we should all do that. We, we should, should all just piss ourselves all morning. <laughs> well, then that's what I want to yeah. know. What's yeah. it like after you pee? Yeah, yeah what does it feel like? In, like what? Yeah, your urine, your own urine. But it actually, it actually, it holds it because I didn't. It didn't happen with me much. <laughs> We're looking yeah. at a picture of a box of uh, depend. Look at the guy. Long-lasting dryness and the the model. Does this guy know that this is what he's modeling for? <laughs> probably not. You yeah. know, he, he was probably posing for. It's yeah, Frank you know, Rizzo. Yeah, it's I Frank. Bet, yeah, it's Frank Rizzo. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> and he's like super happy, One, hand two, on hip. Three. Uh, you you look at something? me. You lush crumb bum all the time. I've been standing here, I've been pissing myself. You're a yellow sneak. That's after you pee. You're a yeah, yellow yeah, sneak. Yeah, after yeah. yellow oh sneak. Oh my God! I swear to God, though. You can't even. It's it's such a thing because I know a lot of people deal with issues like this, like the dripping and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> hey, when he's going to the bathroom and you come walking over to him, get away from me! <laughs> get away from me! I'm trying to I piss. ask you something. Do I smell like piss? Uh. All right. So this guy's a model. He doesn't know what he's modeling for. I also feel bad for people who have like gone through like. You know, years and years of acting training, and they're in like some STD commercial. Yeah. You know, like this thing with the Yale yeah. School for Drama, and they're like, "I have herpes." Oh, oh my god! Uh, anyway, we're gonna have to try that out. Yeah, yeah I swear to God, I just wore them for a little while right after the surgery, and it was comfortable. Uh, yeah, and the most comfortable underwear I ever wore. Kathy, okay. would you? No. In a morning pissing? Are you, you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Listen, There's no way. No. Let's start with just wearing them. Okay. And then yeah. we'll determine whether or not we want to actually pee. Well, we'll do I'd have a hard time doing that on purpose. That's you know what I mean? Is there a shower in the building we could use? Yeah. If there was, yeah. then There's I... a gym downstairs. We could, They'll let us use it, I All promise. Right. If, they if will? I could shower, then I'll... We'll do the pee, you can poop. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's Kathy doing? Oh, we have the... Oh, oh we have the... Well, this is a store brand. You, you got to go with the... Uh, Wait a second. What? Let's see if these are... No, 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 no. Those no, are diapers. No. Yeah, so so the, the, the Depends are much, much more... Um, <laughs> fashionable. Fashionable. <laughs> and thin? Thinner. Yeah, because these... That's a thick pad. That's a yeah. thick one. Uh, but uh, that's good for yeah. pooping. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's what you'll wear, we're Kathy. Not, yeah. Trust no, me. we're not doing that. <laughs> Casey, that's like that old joke. Huh? What do old people taste like? It depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyhow, it's something we'll have to try out down the road. That's all we have time for the Just Saying Institute. We've got to wrap things up and close up shop. And thank you for stopping by this morning. We Get really away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to take a piss here. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. The Bizarre File is what we will have next. So don't miss it. We will return shortly. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Football is back, and this Eagles season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagles season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, uh, we got a new Bizarre file story, so let's go for it. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, we're going to get right into it. I'm going to start with one. I'm always hesitant uh, sometimes with things in the Bizarre File that have a... Um, proximity to the area, right? But, but this one is, man, it's a terrible story. We'll leave with that, and then we'll move on to some other things. But you guys may have seen this: a 17 year old boy died after an incident involving a wood chipper oh, yes. on Tuesday in North Whitehall Township, Pennsylvania. Uh, the boy who was working with another person on a tree cutting job was critically injured after his clothing was caught uh, as he was using a wood chipper. I mean, that's just that's like. That's probably the most grisly thing you can imagine, right? I, I don't know what would beat it. Yeah. Uh, the State Police Criminal Investigation Unit out of Bethlehem is heading the investigation with the assistance of the coroner's office. It's a mm. terrible story. All right, we'll move on to something else. That one's pretty bad, too. How about this one? A woman trapped in her car at an intersection in El Paso, Texas, was rescued on Tuesday evening just moments before her vehicle was swallowed by a sinkhole. Oh, wow. Uh, <clears throat> they got her. Video filmed by Enrique Aguilar, uh, the public information officer with the El Paso Fire Department, shows the small white sedan submerged and sinking in water on Tuesday at an intersection in the city. It's the craziest footage. As some bystanders and firefighters appear to use tools to keep the back end of the car somewhat above water, others are seen pulling the woman out of the car's rear windshield. Yeah. And moments later, the rushing water drags down most of the car. Within a few minutes, the car is almost completely in the sinkhole with just the very back of the trunk visible above the water. So you're watching a car basically sink into the street. Yeah, being swallowed. Yeah. yeah. Aguilar said that the incident happened around 6.40 p.m. Tuesday. Three firefighters who responded were treated for minor injuries uh, from when they broke the back window. And the woman in the car was transported to medical care in stable condition with minor injuries. What state has the most? Is it usually I associate uh, sinkholes with Florida? But it looks like Texas is having its uh, its share. Additional video from the scene shows parts of the road completely covered in mud and water and a traffic light that leads to a nearby highway knocked down. Uh, In Ohio, a six-year-old boy was caught drinking alcohol not once but twice in two different locations on the same night. Six years old. Mm. Victoria Hampton was arrested. What a day. Was arrested and charged with child endangerment and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Court records state uh, the child was in her care. It's not clear if she's a child's mother. So the first incident was all caught on camera. The child can be seen getting out of a car at a marathon gas station. Olivia Eversole was working at the marathon Friday night. Saw the little boy after he hopped out of the car. She said, and he's drinking a beer in the parking lot. My coworker was like, is he drinking beer? And I turned around, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he is. Eversole said the child even offered some to a customer. Once he entered the store, he can be seen walking through the parking lot holding a bottle of Smirnoff ice in one hand. Uh, it slips from it several, or he sips from it several times. Uh, he was carrying snacks in the other hand. And, and according uh, to Eversole, she said, 
uh, do you know that you're drinking a beer? And he said, yep, this is me and my mommy's favorite beer. We drink it all the time. Oh, my God. She instantly knew uh, to get her phone and called 911. She tried to keep the child occupied until deputies arrived. She said, uh, go shopping, get whatever you want, I'll buy it. Uh, He ran to the car, returned without the drink, and started putting items on the counter. Uh, She said he got donuts, some candy, some toothpaste, some mouthwash, and said he was super excited to use it. Uh, He didn't, she said he did point at dip, chewing tobacco, and said, that one's my favorite one. I haven't tried this one yet. My mommy hasn't let me try that one yet, but this one I like the best. Just one beer for me. I'm driving. Wow. <laughs> I hate people. When deputies arrived, the woman's, uh, the woman in the car later identified as Hampton reportedly said that it was an accident and she and the child left. Uh-huh. Deputies then went to their home where, according to court records, they found the same child on a scooter in the middle of the road with another Smirnoff ice in his hand. Hampton was arrested at that point. Eversole is being praised for her quick actions. She said that aside from working at Marathon, she also works uh, with people with disabilities and is used to being observant and aware. But Jesus. six years old. You That's, gotta wait till you're 10. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Come on, man. I, I could see a kid drinking that and mistaking it for not being alcoholic because right. Smirnoff is kind of sweet. But man, that's messed up. It is. Well, a recent sighting of the Loch Ness Monster turned out to be an escaped alpaca that was going for a swim. What? When a long-necked figure was seen in the infamous waters, people naturally assumed that it was the mythical creature, but they were wrong. Turns out that a herd of South American mammals had escaped from a nearby enclosure and had decided to go for a swim, and one, with its neck protruding from the water, remarkably looked like the iconic shot of Nessie that we all know. I've been to Loch Ness, and you know, even though you know, you know, there's the, the likelihood is there's nothing in there. When you're standing on the shore, it's like, I wonder, Maybe I wonder. Maybe something swimming I around. I there's a lot of alpaca in there. One of the sneakier alpacas was seen finally being caught as it enjoyed a cool down on uh, the lock. Uh, it looked a dead ringer for the 1934 stir- uh, surgeon photo, uh, which was later found out to be fake uh, 60 years later. But You know what, what does impress you about the lock, though? The, the water is like an inky black. It's really dark. So we're looking at a picture. Yeah. That's what people thought the Loch Ness Monster was. Yeah. <laughs> it's an alpaca. An alpaca. Uh, California, the Richmond Police Department responded to a large fight between family members at a cemetery on Saturday. One suspect was arrested for the incident. Police were called to the Rolling Hills Cemetery for what they described as a chaotic altercation. The sus- At the cemetery? Yeah, the suspect was arrested for retaliating at a family member after he was struck with a cane. <laughs> after he was hit, police said the suspect got into his car, drove over grass and gravestones, breaking a water main in the process. Water ended up flooding the plot of the funeral director's grandmother. The grandmother? And he also hit the victim with his car and knocked a casket over. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, the suspect was uh, given medical attention for his injury before Hi, being booked into the jail for assault with a deadly weapon and vandalism of a tomb and memorial. Can't you keep it yeah. together in a cemetery? Well, nope. Steve, as you said, we all mourn in our own ways. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yep, and that is what we'll land with right, right there in the bizarre file for now, friend. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what yeah, yeah, yeah. we were at a, a, a friend of ours' uh, uh, husband had passed away, and we, we were at the funeral, and uh, we're standing in line and in the receiving line, and uh, and Casey came driving. He, he came in. He was yeah. a couple minutes late, and he comes walking up, <laughs> and he. Got, 
What did you say? I said I almost crapped myself on the way here. I almost, yeah, I almost, only using different language, I almost crapped myself on the way here. And Steve, without missing a beat, in the Steve Morrison way, just goes, well, we all mourn in our own ways. And I'm telling you, here I am, standing in line at a funeral, laughing my ass off. It was just, timing-wise, was perfect. All right, let us take a break and come back in a moment or two. You had stuff to give away. Yeah, I wanted Can I get to do that. Away? All right, let's give away. Do it now. Uh, let's do it. Do a, it. A case of a variety pack of Bud Light Seltzer Classic. All right. So Perfect we'll, for children, right? Take, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Nope. We will take call number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. You have to be at least 21 years of age with refreshing fruit flavors like watermelon, tangerine, mango, and black cherry. 100% seltzer with no beer included. Try the loudest flavors ever today. So 215-263-WMMR. Call number 18. We'll set you up. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Why do you ask? Hailstorm. Volbeat. Turnstile. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. So, uh, I was just handed a note. What happened? Do I need to read this? Well, I can Is this happening I can tell now? You. Yeah, I mean, uh, It yeah. says, I have a surprise coming. Yeah. Oh. And it's from uh, Casey. And I, I don't know what it's about. We were going to talk about something. Oh, I like something, surprises. But I, I do like surprises, so I'm how, intrigued. Uh, what, how, what's the EGA? Oh, I better know what it is. Yeah? Shaking fingers. No. No. That's Close. what I thought, too. Close. Oh, man. Dairy was... Queen? Close. Oh, the next, oh, wait, the next croissant. Next no. no, the croissants. Croissants. Yeah. Croissants. Oh. Uh, fresh oh. out of the oven. They're on From their Pagano's, way up. From uh, Pagano's. Yeah. Downstairs, the mm-hmm. restaurant Casey said earlier this morning, best he's ever had, ever. I love croissants. And so Warm they're going to... buttery. So are, yeah. will we be eating them That's on the air? That's a great corn Warm and buttery. Uh, I want you to take a bite on the air. All right. Uh, and so, yeah, I went down a little bit earlier. Lee took care of us. Uh, charges full price, you know. <laughs> um, are they are they in transit now? Uh, they're in transit. Yeah, I think you we know just sent Mara down there for uh, Matt, the head guy down there, did a while back, and I forgot what we had done, <laughs> but he offered to buy us uh, to uh, to send breakfast up to us, and it happened like in a week when we we had too much going on, and and I couldn't coordinate it. So mm-hmm. uh, we do appreciate that offer. That was it. Might have been. When we got into the Radio Hall of Fame, I'm not really 100% sure. But nonetheless, they're great people down at Pagano's, which is awesome to have them here. Um, okay, so. Yeah, so when it's coming up, I don't want you guys to, uh, you know, if you. Uh, Do you want to get one of those rideshare bikes down there to bring it up? Yeah, they, they now have these rideshare <laughs> oh. bicycles in our parking lot. And we're getting bees, aren't we? Aren't are are like, we getting bees? Yeah, I think there's going to be beehives. Uh, that we got an email from Tony Perone over our vacation saying that they're going to set up bees. And Steve, I think it's the same guy. That you've had Alan, at your house. Man? Yeah, I believe so. I'm yeah, not 100% I re- sure. I read that as, like, that's like, a, he's just coming for the day. Yeah, I don't think it was they're like, gonna live here. almost like a field oh, trip type of deal. Like, yeah. hey, if you want to go check out. I thought they were setting up hives. Maybe I'm well, misunderstood. Well, it'd be cool if they did. So, so 
that'd be cool. But where are the so the bikes? Oh, do we determine whether they are electric or regular? They're not. I, they're regular. I, I drove yeah. by and saw them the other day. They definitely don't have batteries on them. All right. And no. how are? I, I've never ridden on one of those. I don't know how they ride. I, I you guys, I assume I nobody here is. They ridden looked all right. Like cruiser type. Uh, right? Marissa's a ridden. Well, she's a city dweller. Hold so on. She, You've read uh, one of the ones in our parking lot. Uh, well, not those. I assume they're like the indigo ones. That, that they are, are like, exactly like yeah. in all over the city in the city bikes and other cities. Um, kind of durable bikes. Yeah, they're great. Like like if we wanted to ride over to Taco Bell, Casey, instead of taking a car over there, perfect. Oh, they're a little heavier. Um, they're meant so like you're not going to try to steal it. It's and, not and, that great. Okay. Of a bike. How do you? What do you put a, a, a card in or something, or you just or you just take it? I think Steve here at the building, you actually sign up and get it that way. But oh. usually, like in the city, yeah, you have a, a um, an, an app. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is it free for us who work in the building? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. We should do like a, a bicycle okay. stunt team using those. A stunt team. Yeah. I can see doing that. Somebody oh, sent in a text saying that they have the Hives Beehive set up at 3 Bella right now. Huh. Okay. Well, I love all the stuff that... Yeah. They're touring bees. <laughs> Take uh, the, the, the croissants have arrived. All right. Croissant. Well, uh, you, should, you should taste it. Then Casey swears the, the best croissant he's ever had. And nothing on them, right, Casey? Nothing on them. All right, so they're light and flaky and still warm. Ooh. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm going to have one right now. I'm going to tear it apart here. Really? I can have one, too? Oh, yeah. I got Ooh. one for everybody. Ooh. Oh, my God. Look at this. Look at this thing coming apart. Ooh. Oh, oh I'm going to oh, shoot. Yeah. Mm, here we go. Mm. Um, thank you. Oh, oh. I'm going to shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's damn good. Damn, Kathy, you took a big bite. You, like, throated that thing. Really? Oh, I, I just saw <laughs> yeah. a profile. Maybe it was kind of hollow. But... Light and flaky. That's exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. Damn good. Yeah. Now, if we just can uh, get the bees and the bicycles, we'll have Dude, everything. Mm-hmm. Croissants. Croissants are mm-hmm. messy. Mm-hmm. They are. I mean, as far as because they're, they're crummy. They're so flaky. Mm-hmm. It's so moist. Go, the whole notion of putting butter on a croissant is kind of laughable. But I, I know, mean, you're right. Yeah. These are good. <laughs> See, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Pauses, oh, moments of silence. Yeah, did you, we, thanks. Did you almost drop an S bomb there? I said shoot. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, Casey. You're welcome. Thanks, man. Thank, Thank you, Paganos. That was really nice. All right. Anyway, I have something else to talk about, but not with a mouthful. <laughs> I like a little bit of salt. What? I, t- I like taste a little bit of salt on the croissant. Like I thought you meant like butter. adding salt to it. No, no, no. Just mm. in the taste of the croissant itself. All right, we're done eating. Okay. For those of you who hate eating sounds on the radio, uh, we're done with that. Um, I did want to share something out of my personal life. Actually, it's out of my son's personal life. Uh, he got his first speeding ticket oh. yesterday. Yep, and uh, and listen, you just turned 22 years old, so that's not bad. That's not bad. No. that's not bad at all. I'm trying to remember. I got pulled over so many times. I got so many tickets. I can't remember <laughs> when they began. Wait, you, I'm sure I was 16 or 17. You can't remember your first infraction? No. Really? Yeah. Preston, I had gotten so many speeding tickets <clears throat> by the time I was 22, that, and I think you had to do the same thing, Nick. I had to go into the DMV and take a test again. Yeah, because oh my you got, God, really? You got points. Right? Yeah, I had yeah. points on my license, and I so I had to take a test to reduce the points and on I, my license. If I'm uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, but I think if you get six points, they you lose your license. Yeah, right. And if you approach six points, you can take these tests, and that will reduce the number of points that you have yeah. until they're down to zero. So the officer that pulled him over had kind of noticed that. 
He had seen that his record was 100% completely oh, clean. He's that's good. 22 year olds and to- and told him uh, in so many words, he's like, this is rare. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, like, he's like, it's kind of wild to see this. So he didn't give him any points on his license. He is going to have to, he's going to get a, a ticket and a fine and it's going to cost, you know, a hundred plus dollars or whatever yeah. it is. But uh, but he he was he was he noted his record and saw that it was clean and gave him a little bit of a break on that because of that and that's an officer's discretion to do that. Where did he get dinged? Was it on a main thoroughfare or side streets? It was on a main. I'm not going to say where, just in case you know. When when you start talking about uh, uh, police, listen. Yeah. One time I talked about and this was early on in my my radio career. I got pulled over for expired plates and the officer let me go and I went on the radio and thanked. Uh, oh, the officer for doing that, and like they got loads of complaints. <laughs> uh-huh. And the next day, that officer was sitting in the same spot and busted me and gave me a ticket. Because <gasps> I like, heard about what you said on the radio. I'm like, oh, oh man, damn. I, was, I thought I was doing a nice thing, <laughs> but we live and we learn. Yeah. So anyhow, I'm not going to say where it was, but um, yeah. So he he noted that that he had a clean record and and uh, gave him a little bit of a break, which was cool. And uh, Park, uh, Parker handled it well, which is uh, great. Yeah, to know. be at that age, you have to. The, so I, I think <laughs> I was in. I was probably, I was probably around his age when I got my first speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really, no, you know what? The first ticket I got was for running a uh, a light that had just turned red at an intersection. That's okay. Uh-huh. I was traveling behind a truck. Like an 18 oh, wheeler. Couldn't see it. Yeah. Couldn't see the light. I hate that. And I got nailed. And I'm like, come on. Don't really? you kind of feel like almost like drifting or, you know, drafting? Yeah. You're yeah, allowed right, to right, just yeah, yeah. go yeah, through, through behind right. that yeah. truck. Yeah. My but first, he was right. I mean, I, I went through a red light. My yeah. first infraction was uh, a fender bender, and it was like 16 seconds after I got my license. Oh, <laughs> what? No, it wasn't the same day, but it was shortly after. And I just, I went to pull out of a parking lot. And I remember it. I went, went to pull out of a parking lot and didn't see the car, saw the car at the last minute and hit the gas instead of the brake and plowed right into him. Now, it wasn't like terrible damage because neither of us were really moving, but uh, yeah, that was, and it was my dad's car. I had to go home and be like, well, got into my first accident. (laughs) A lot of people texting in who've, who've, you know, 35 years old, 52 years old, 40 years old, never gotten a ticket. Um, I wonder if they maybe never pulled over before as well. That's a terrible feeling, looking in the rearview mirror and seeing Uh, the lights. Yeah. Usually, Steve, to your point, like, you know you've done something wrong. But the last and there you are, you're sitting behind the wheel, you're eating that pot as fast as you can. Right. Yeah. 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 you got to ingest to get rid of the evidence. The last speeding ticket I got um, was one of those cameras. It wasn't even an interaction with a, an officer. Yeah. I was dry, It was in Baltimore heading north on 95. And I got the ticket like two or three days later in the mail. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, the last speeding ticket I got, I cried. And uh, and you it wasn't it? like, it wasn't, it really was not intentional. I was having a terrible day <laughs> and I just got pulled over and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And it was like 11 a.m. Like it wasn't even fully uh, into yeah. the, the whole day. And the I think I made the guy feel so awkward. He was like, uh, what? What what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. Like I, I didn't even have an explanation. I, I was like, it's just a bad day. I have bad orgasms. They're like earthquakes, but they should be like waves. And he just I mean, he gave me the ticket and I got the fine, but same thing, I didn't get points on my license. All right, well, the, worst, cool. the worst is, you know, and, and if you're on the highway and there's other cars around and you see those lights go on and you just go, Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, you know, that that sucks. You know it. I, they so, try to hide in between the other cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do one of those things. Do you? Uh, so let, let me ask you. Overall, give an estimate to how many tickets you've gotten. 
<laughs> I don't get a lot of. I'm actually a good driver. I mean, as far as mm. I'm pretty, you know. Yeah, I've never, ha- I've never gotten points on my license, so I, that would no, mean I, I've I never either. Any, right? It's been a long time since I've gotten one. Last one I got actually, Steve, was when we were at Y100 in uh, in media. Uh, so it's been you know many, many, many years. Right, right, right. I, I don't know. Um, so that's. A long time ago. Probably six tickets or so. Yeah, probably ten, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. I remember my last one because I was on my way to uh, my sister-in-law's baby shower. My nephew was six, so it was six years ago. Uh-huh. I got one, uh, Kath. I, I was so mad that I even got pulled. I didn't know what I was getting pulled over for. The problem was is I was in a school zone. And I, th- there was a cop right behind me. The problem is I went past the little light flashing that it was a school zone, and then I stopped at a stoplight. Okay, so in the time that I was at the stoplight, completely forgot that I was in a school zone, and then I started driving. I wasn't speed. I was within the speed limit, the regular speed speed limit, and I'm getting pulled over. I'm like, and Kath, I had no, I had just gone to Taco Bell, (laughs) (laughs) so I was eating a taco, and as I'm getting pulled over, I'm like, I wonder if I'm getting pulled over for eating. What did I do, officer? I didn't, I like, because I had no idea, I'm like, I'm like, am I not, you know, and so when he pulled me over, he was, he's like, oh, you know, you're speeding in this. That's the way you eat a taco. (laughs) But uh, no, so I ended up getting, uh, you know, the ticket for that. Yeah, and sometimes, uh, you know, obviously there are traps and there are areas where you'll, you'll, you know, you know, to be careful, people who are familiar with certain areas, uh, you know, and you see a newbie in an area that yep. doesn't know a particular cop sits behind a particular store, yeah. and you'll see people get nailed. Well, right by the, um, there's a reservoir on 252 in Lake near Lake Media, and there there are two different spots where a police officer will sit, and there there are lines, It's you know, and there's right, a yeah. speed trap, and I know this, and, and what sucks is it's the speed limit goes from 45 to 35. Uh, and, and so they'll, they'll clip you on, on, on you know, when, when you slow down. And I know this. And I had some dude riding my ass. And I'm like, I, bud. And I ended up pulling over. Right. I'm like, you can go ahead. And sure enough, there was a cop waiting there. And I guess maybe the cop wasn't looking. Maybe he was just, you know, doing So he didn't catch the guy speeding. Do you know they're really strict? So uh, on this stretch of road here, St. Asif's down, right? Yeah. Is that which this Pres- way is St. Asif's? No, uh, to the right is St. Okay. Asif's, to the left is presidential. So you go down the, you know, and down in that. Um, yeah. Industrial area and it's they, 25. they it's posted strictly. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, twenty five. Where? Yeah. <laughs> so make a left. You, yeah. yeah, out of this Audubon uh-huh. Park out. Make a left. They are super strict on twenty five. Oh. So once you, yeah, once you get down to Presidential here, once you go through that light, twenty five miles an hour, you got it. Oh. And on you the weekend, you will see them. <clears throat> There'll be four or five, six cop cars pulling over people right and left. Uh, by the way, I, I like this one. It says, uh, "Oh, where was it? Where did it go?" This guy says, um, "Both times I got a ticket." Uh, yeah, both both tickets I've gotten, I was listening to Zeppelin at the proper level. <laughs> Police officer and, should understand. And now I know better. <laughs> I got pulled over listening to Salisbury Hill, uh, which is, uh, I, was, I, I was like, oh, it's a great song. That's a really great song. And I ended up going 64 and a 40. And I'm like, I don't think Salisbury Hill is normally a song that'll pump right. me up that much. But for whatever reason, it did Casey, that day. Casey, here's a text. says, I'm a cop. And that thing with the school zone and stoplight or stop sign in the middle of it is super common for people to forget. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, especially there. if you're eating a taco. Yeah. Throws <laughs> <laughs> you off. You Wait a minute. I was eating a taco. <laughs> I've got to go to Rob. Yes. I need to hear this. Hey, Rob, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Gadzooks. Good. Gadzooks to you, buddy. Okay. It says here you got six tickets in 47 minutes. Please explain. So, uh, 
I was on my way to the street races in South Philly. And was, <laughs> That's enough uh, now. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I was flying over the bridge, going over to Walt Whitman, and Port Authority got me. I got a speeding ticket, expired registration, and a seatbelt. <sighs> when I got off the bridge, I was heading down toward Broad and Patterson. And at the time, there was a cop parked right alongside the train station. And I thought nothing of it, but when I went to go around them, she kind of came out to block the road. And I thought she was merely just pulling out. So when I went around her, she pulls a U-turn, pulls me over, and I got avoiding a police barricade, expired registration, and another seat. Were you like, Rob, hey, I'm, I'm running late for the street races. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Interesting. The ironic, thing, the ironic thing was the people that I was meeting was going west. Down Patterson, they saw me pull, pulled over. Oh, Let wow. me ask, well, Rob, quick question. So you got two tickets for expired registration within minutes of each other. I always thought, I mean, wouldn't that sh- come up as you just being ticketed for that? And is that standard to reissue that same ticket again? I mean, we're uh, a different was, state, though. Oh, across. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no. go ahead, Rob. No. No, see, that was one of the first things out of my mouth when I got pulled over on Patterson. I was like, listen, I'm really sorry, but I just got to. She's like, well, honey, you're getting two more. Wow. Wow. Uh, And by the way, I didn't know it was the Port Authority that has jurisdiction on the bridges. bridges. Uh, Because I've always been curious about that is, you know, because they're they're clearly uh, the speed limit, you know, posted. And um, I was curious of who handles that, you know, Jersey. PA, Delaware, right? Uh, when you get busted on a bridge, and and how do they? Because I mean, did they get you going onto the bridge or coming off of the bridge, Rob? I was coming onto the bridge through Jersey, and if you ever get on forty two where it merges on the one sixty eight, there's a kind of a point there, and yeah. that's where he was sitting. Okay, and he got me before I got to the tolls. So what oh. I had to do was go to Camden and actually pay those tickets. Okay. That's, yeah, that's then, that's confusing. Yeah, I right. never thought about that. Uh, what what do you do? Does the cock car turn away? Uh, turn around halfway across the bridge? <laughs> you know, yeah. you're now you're now yeah. Pennsylvania's issue. Wow. Right. So, I, I, if I remember right, he pulls a U turn around the tolls and goes back, and I guess post up where he got me from. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Rob. That's a record. Six tickets, Six tickets in forty seven minutes. Uh, all right. I need to hear about this. Uh, let's go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Hey, it's uh, Funeral Anthony. Remember I called you guys? Are you a funeral director? No, I'm the one who got kicked out of the funeral. Ah, I don't remember. Yeah, was was it your ex-wife? Yes. Oh, now I remember. Nice. All right, what else did you do, Anthony? So uh, we had just moved to the main line in Malvern. This is your your ex-wife? Yeah, uh, her and I. We had just moved to the main line in, in, in Malvern, and I didn't realize the speed limit on uh, Route 30, Lancaster, after, uh, Lancaster Avenue, changes so much. It does, yeah. And they're right. strict. Yeah. I got pulled over. She's in the passenger seat. She's blitzed out of her mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you know, I got pulled over for, for speeding. And the cop was just basically so disgusted with her. Um, and she's like, just bring her home now. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't say let her drive. Oh, because you, <laughs> you got out of it because she was so drunk and annoying that the guy just wanted oh, you to get they, her home. They, 
Yeah, they didn't want to deal with her. I mean, she wow. was just, I mean, we had just come back from a, a cheap trick concert. and okay. That should have gotten you like, off for the ticket. <laughs> Uh, right, you know, you know right. what they do? They're very, uh, very strict around when you're actually Thanks, around it on the campus of uh, Villanova. Yes. That's where they get really, really strict. Yeah, through that area. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, and a lot of schools, they uh, that's where they kind of tune it up a bit, especially uh, school zones in particular <laughs> uh, when you get a lot of pedestrians. Also the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Like if you're driving oh my in, God, in yeah. any shore town, yeah. go the speed limit because you're going to get pulled over and uh, stop at the stop signs. I mean, do the things you're supposed to do anyway but definitely do them at the Jersey Shore. As, as a part-time resident now there, I, I appreciate that fully, yeah. Yeah, 100%, course. because there's so many bikes and pedestrians. So, but And, and the Shore's for a different vibe. You do your street racing here. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. You do that here. Uh, speaking of the street racing, I remember we had uh, somebody we used to work with ended up over at the Broad and Patterson area. <laughs> oh, and yeah. <laughs> accidentally ended up in the lineup for <laughs> the street racing. Was like, this? we're just trying to go somewhere. You didn't know it. Okay. And they're they're pulling ahead and and they're like, you guys ready to go? She's like, I'm just trying to get to the sports complex. No. Like, I'm not racing. I'm not here to race. Do they they still do they? I mean, they they put the big clamp down on that. But do they still race there? I don't know. I, I have no I don't idea. Think so. uh, I'm gonna go to John. Had a bit of an issue with tickets. Hey, John. Good morning. Yo. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? What's going on? So. Uh, when I was 17, um, you know, I just got my license out of a sports car and um, lost my license within, like, I don't know, a year. Okay. Uh, I had it suspended for about 10 years. You had your license suspended, suspended. for 10 years? 10 years. Wow. I drove every single day, racked up about $8,000 worth of moving violations. Eight grand? So you were driving with a suspended license and they didn't incarcerate you? No, no. So, uh, if you don't know, back in the day, every time you got pulled over, uh, they added six months suspension to your license. Okay. So now, if you get, if you have um, any suspension at all, now they take your car. Okay. What's your record like now, John? Ah, uh, now it's good. It's, it's good. You know. You got but it, it accru- like what he's saying is it accrues. So like every time it, it just you just keep getting you know More. six months added 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 yep. to it every time. Okay, right. So every time you got pulled over, it added six months. So I was getting pulled over every time. You know, speeding, blowing red lights. So the good thing about all this, about the eight thousand dollars, I had a good friend of mine that worked down at the par- uh, parking authority. I uh, knew a couple people, and they wiped out about ninety percent of my fines. Oh wow! Wow. Well, that doesn't seem. That doesn't well, wait, was seem it right. was it in Philly? Yeah, Philly. Yeah. See, remember, remember, they all got they got in trouble for that. Oh, it was happening I do all the time. And, yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, helping people yeah, get off the right. tickets. Yeah. 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 Remember that? If you knew people back in the day. If you knew people, you know they helped you out, and but now they they uh, they got they got busted down there, so they. They cleaned up. They I, it blows my mind. You know, people have had so many moving violations, so many infractions, and yet they're still out driving. I know. And I'm like, at so, at what point do they finally yank your license fully, yeah. or do they they advance it to a, a very harsh right. penalty? You right. know what I mean? Uh, because yeah, how um, do you? S- I know. It's like the people who get you know eight or nine DUIs. Right. Yeah. Why, why are you not in jail now? I had a friend who uh, so the. the Legal limit now is .08, but back in the day, uh, it used to be .1. And so I had a buddy of mine who was 20 years old. He blew a .09, and 
All right. So, and the cop, you know, because he was under the legal limit at that time, was about to let him go. And then at the very, very, very last second, he's like, wait a second, you're not even 21. And oh, <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Oh, that's funny. And so wow. he ended up losing his license for I a couple of years. I thought you were going to say yeah. right after the results came in, the dude was like, yes, <laughs> in your face, man. <laughs> he's like, you know what? We can do something about that. Uh, let me go to this. This will be interesting. I have Deb on the line. Hi, Deb. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Deb? So um, I was like 17. This is like 20 odd years ago. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. We're driving to Rocky Horror Picture Show. So we're all dressed in like black, (laughs) black makeup and the whole nine yards. And um, I'm driving my friend's car, which was a Dodge Neon, to let you know exactly how long ago this was. And um, I'm speeding. I'm going like 80 miles an hour. I had no idea. I'm on 295 in South Jersey. And uh, I... I'm driving in the left lane, just going. And I see somebody come behind me, and they're tailgating me. So I slow down a lot because I figured, let them hit me. Yeah. So the lights come on, and it's the cop tailgating me, and I didn't notice the lights. And so he he's um, he pulls me over. He tells me to get to the right, so I go to the left. Oh, my God. And, um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and my, I'm very sober at this point. Right. And, um, and so I pull to the left. He gets out of the car. He has me roll down the window, and he says, do you know you're right from your left? And I'm like, I don't think so. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he said, do you know that you were going 80 miles an hour? I said, no, I didn't. Well, why did you slow down then? And I was like, well, you were tailgating me, and I always thought that if you hit me, I would get paid. So I slowed down. <laughs> oh, my God. I Man. never saw a cop write a ticket so quickly. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. You were saying literally everything... <sighs> Wrong. Wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. What if the cop got out of the car and he was dressed as Frankenfooter? You know. Oh like, my God, that would have been the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. All right. Well, anyhow, it's kind of a rite of passage, you know. So my son got his first speeding ticket. Sounds like he handled it well. It did. And how and excessive was the speed? Do we know? It was. Well, it was. Listen, it was on a stretch of road where people routinely. Uh, do 90 miles an hour, uh-huh. and he was doing 90 miles an hour. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was one of the, the main inter- interchanges. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. And it, 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 listen, the, the the cause and effect will happen. He will slow down. Good. He mm-hmm. will take it easier because he doesn't want this happening. But the biggest thing was he was really nervous to tell me <laughs> and his mother about really? it. Yeah, and I was cool with it, you know, but I can see why. You know, I might, I might freak out on him or something like that, but, you know, he's he's a good kid, so that was all I had. Yeah, he sounded like he's a scofflaw. All right, well, thanks for sharing the stories. We do need to take a break because we have a series of guests who are going to be yeah. joining us when we return, yeah. so make sure that you stay with us. And while we do take a break, I would Ooh. like to give something to you. We'll take caller number 14 and set you up with a $50 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. And What's the f- <laughs> in the <past>? They... <laughs> Not Buffalo Bill. It's Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, They have specials on uh, food from 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Great deals on drinks all day. Valid participating locations. All supplies last dine in. Only 215-263-WMMR. Call 14. We'll be right back. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR.
Our next guest is going to be at the Miller Theater. That's formerly the Miriam Theater. Oh, I believe it is, yeah. yes. Absolutely. Um, Great and, theater. Uh, the show is going to be September 9th. It's called the Touch Me Tour. <laughs> uh, we're always happy to talk to our next guest. Please welcome via Zoom this morning, Whitney Cummings. Yay! Hi, Whitney. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you. That made me so nostalgic to hear about the Schuylkill River. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Can you spell I, Schuylkill? I still can't. I smell like the Schuylkill. My breath does. I just woke up. No, no, no. <laughs> spell, not smell. But that's okay. Oh, hold on. Let's see if I can spell Schuylkill. S-K... Oh, shit. <laughs> You're, already You're already wrong. You're already wrong. S-C. I know. I'm like yeah. P-S-Y-D-H-U-K-I-L-L. One time I went rollerblading. I was very cool in college. Uh, I, had, <laughs> I had a lot of friends. A lot of friends. And I went rollerblading at the Schuylkill River. You know, down by the, like, the guys that have canoes? Yeah, the, 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 the yeah, Robo has row. Row. Yeah. 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 yeah, the trust fund dorks. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember one time I was rollerblading and I fell, like, <sighs> bad. Like, it was bad. Yeah. And I was so far away from my apartment on JFK. Yeah. Uh, 18th and JFK. No big deal. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do have like three marathon grill checks. I need to make good on. But I'm not. Well, you, you you'll be back. You'll be able to relive at least some of those experiences. How long were you in the area, Whitney? I was in Philadelphia. I went to Penn. Yeah. Uh, well, I went to Temple. Let's be honest. Let me okay. be truthful. Now that I'm older and I've kind of made it, I yeah. can now tell the truth. Because I was yeah. like, I went to Penn, I went to Penn. And now I'm like, okay, well, I did do summers at Temple. I did transfer from Temple. Like, there's more to this story. Now that the Bill Cosby statues are down, I yeah. think I can officially <laughs> own the fact that I did do summer school classes at Temple. Right. Um and uh, I feel like I'm the godmother of a couple kids. After <laughs> Half my classmates were pregnant. They were lovely. I learned a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, by the way, my, uh, my wife's old roommate, she was rollerblading on Kelly Drive, and she got hit by a bicyclist who kept going, by the way. Oh, my God. Didn't even stop, dude. and she fractured. She, dude, she had to wa- have her jaw wired shut for, Whoa, like, a couple so of months. Crazy. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. It could be dangerous. You got right? off okay then, Whitney. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was, everyone's like, can we get Whitney that surgery? <laughs> um, that is terrifying. I mean, I, is there any kind of way to delineate the bikers and the runners now? Because I was just in New York, and yeah. I got hit by two bikes. Because there's a bike lane now, and they don't care. No. It, well, it, it okay. doesn't seem to be. It doesn't. It, you know, that that it's, it's a beautiful area where you had your accident. Yeah. But the, uh, but it, it, it is. It's okay, kind of rough. acting like I pissed myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, so, because I, I, I run and I cycle. Uh, usually, you cycle with traffic, and I prefer to run uh, against traffic. I don't know what you what you do. I just prefer to run into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but, if, but that way, if you're running against the grain of traffic, you can see the cyclist heading towards you. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like there were not rules there when yeah. I went was at Penn. Definitely when not. I was in Philadelphia, it was not. But I feel like so much is like I'm just I'm going to come in early. What should I do the night before the show? Which, by the way, 
I knew something was up with the name of this venue. Right. It changed. Yep. Yeah. It used to yeah. be the Marion Theater. Yep. You know what you should check out, Wendy, is um, the new Four Seasons on top of the Comcast Center in, in Center City um, because they have a great restaurant. You get awesome views of the city. It's a, it's a relatively new building, two or three years old. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, in L.A., we have one season. It's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the fire tornado? Did you love, see it? I would love to be reintroduced to four seasons. Where was there a fire tornado? In L.A. somewhere. There was some sort of fire. I'm don't. i not familiar with all the counties around there, but there was there's some sort of wildfire going on and, and a tornado of fire. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Fire tornado. Is that what Chet Hanks calls himself now? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the four seasons. Okay, so the Ritz-Carlton's on Broad. Not right? anymore, yes. So- so the, the uh, I'm sorry, the Ritz is on Broad. The Four Seasons is uh, used to be on the Parkway, yeah. and now it's on top of the Comcast Center. So two great hotels. I mean, there's several great hotels in Philly, but Four Seasons they put it on top of this skyscraper, and it's really it's a gorgeous hotel with an awesome restaurant and really nice views. Wow, but what what where is that? On 16th and no, it's at uh, like 20th. It's Market. it's yeah. I mean, it's pretty close to where the old Four Seasons was. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, you can see. What's now the Logan, the old Four Seasons from the, you know, it's like right below. So if you remember where the cathedral is, do you remember where Basilica? Yeah, I went to church all the time. (laughs) 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 Well, here's the thing. How long have y'all been in Philly, like going out? Oh, (laughs) my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, My spot, my spot, which if it's not there, we're going to have a fire tornado on the said one. (laughs) What's your spot? Is Bar Noir. Not bar, there. not there anymore. Not there anymore. Here we go. There. I remember Bar Noir. Oh, yeah. Never went there, but I knew where it was. Well, it was it was on seventeenth uh, on seventeenth near Sansom, right downstairs. You would go downstairs. One time, I went in there when I was in college, <laughs> and I was partying with some weird old guy, and everyone was making fun of me because I was partying with old dudes, not rich pen guys. And then I finally sobered up and realized it was Mel Gibson. <gasps> what? Seriously? Are you yeah, the shooting sign? <gasps> oh, oh no! Jesus. Oh my gosh! Way. And I'm not. I'm. I have some Jewish in me. It doesn't seem like it shows. So it's very nice. <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah, it would have to be. Otherwise, that would not have happened. Marissa, oh, wow. Hold on, Marissa wants to jump in. Whitney, I agree. It was a great bar. It used to be a Timberland store, and now it's an Allbirds. Sadly. Just to break your heart. Oh, God. Revenge (laughs) of the dorks. (laughs) Where else did you go, Whitney? What were your haunts at that time? Oh, my God. Well, every Marathon Grill uh, was my jam. (laughs) I lived on 18th and JFK in a building called the Sterling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we oh my God, the Sterling! We, we, we launched this with you. Yeah, we launched a, uh, a, a sex, sex doll off of the Sterling. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's right. It's a dark place. It's yeah. a dark place. Yeah. Maybe don't go in there with a black. Well, place. you can see um, the Sterling from the brand new Four Seasons, by the way. It because the, so the this is this is making me think that it's on that in that high rise that was being built while I was there. That, yes. that gorgeous glass high rise. On yes, yes, it's, 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 it's a Comcast is, building. It's the highest okay. point in all of Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Oh, interesting. The highest point in all of Philadelphia. Okay, no, that's going to be me when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you um, hit places like like uh, Egypt and stuff like that? Or No, there was a place called D'Angelo's. Uh-huh. It's mm, on, not familiar. Do you remember 40 Manning? Or 20 yeah. Manning. 20, 20 Manning, Manning, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, that's not there anymore. You know, it was 20 Manning. Oh. The address was actually 20 Manning Street or whatever. That's gone. 
hit me. So, hit but remember, me there was a place called D'Angelo's, an Ita incredible Italian restaurant that would have like dancing at night, for, like oh. stupid hip hop. Oh, it's still there and it's still cash only. Drinks, yep, drinks on the dance floor when you uh, go to the parties Saturday nights. It, it's like Cougar Town. Always? Yeah. I, look, I, had a, I had a better personality in college. I didn't pay for drinks. I would have to pay now. Thank you for telling me. I was like, Kathy. In college, did you, did you, uh, when around this time, were you routinely dating older? Was that your, your MO? Uh, I'm sorry, it was called being groomed. Yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> dare you? Um, it was a wild time. I yeah. mean, it was, here's the thing about Philadelphia Philadelphia is like, has all the benefits of a big city and the excitement and the restaurants. We used to go to Alma de Cuba. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember? And there was blue and rouge all on Rittenhouse yep. Square. Yeah. yeah Those rouge were is like, great. Yeah. That's where we would go for like, fa like fancy nights where we knew we were going to try to like get. <laughs> old guys to buy us apple martinis. I don't know. You're Kathy. Kathy, that's the whole deal. But your college experience is way different than mine. We had like 10 cent wing night, you know? Like, <laughs> we went to places where the drinks were 25 cents. Like, But I also didn't have people buying me drinks, so... There was also a play, I mean, I'm not bragging. I mean, I, it's okay. Uh, I lightly sip them until I nodded off. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was going to Temple. <laughs> I mean, you know, I want to drink the water there when Cosby was their ma mascot. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, we were very, like, I don't know. I feel like I just every weekend would find a different weird fraternity having a, a or sorority having a party. And you would be too drunk by 7 o'clock to even go get drunk. By, we'd be, I'd be asleep by 10. I was like. Not to me. College was basically like a nursing home. But you know, what? <laughs> you, you 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 hit something that's true about this. So I'm, I'm I'm from New York initially, and I think like Philadelphia is a much more usable version oh. of Manhattan oh. by far. So oh. you know you know what I'm talking about. Hundred percent. It yeah. has all the benefits of a big city and all the charm of small cities. Like exactly. Remember, you know on on seventeenth. When I was there, I believe, yeah, 17th, oof, it's, it's 17th or 18th, where there's like a little cheese shop, a bread shop. There was like a little butcher shop. Right. You know, it was just like, I'm like a cobbler. Like, I'm like, what year are we in? Like, I mean, I know they're all mafia laundering schemes. Yeah. Like, and there's like a fur coat shop. You're like, yeah. how many mafia wives are like, you came home late. I'm going to go get myself a mink overall jumpsuit. Um, Did you ever run into Joey Merlino while you were here? You know, uh, you talk no. about the mob in Philadelphia. Preston encountered yeah. the, the mobster Joey Merlino doing a, an appearance one night at a club. So yeah. I figured you, as a, you know, in that time, you you might have been hit on by a mob member she or two. <laughs> no, I never get cool people hitting on me. It's always dorks. <laughs> well, I mean, you what always smell Gibson. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, he was basically comatose, allegedly. Um <laughs> Oh, but fine. otherwise, uh, I'm trying to think other places because we were big. Oh, down, oh, uh, Continental. Oh, oh yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Yeah. Those. Steven Steven Star. Yeah. Still there. Yep. Schrager? Mm -hmm. Who was it? Schrager? Steven Starr. Steven Starr. Okay, yep. right. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yep. I just want to annoy um, Mel Gibson. Goldberg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg? Yeah. Um, and that's like, okay, so what is Frogtown or Fishtown? Fishtown. Oh, Frogtown. Yeah, Frog Wait, it's actually there when I was there. 
No, but it's actually like it's nice now. It's like, gentrifying. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> okay. I'll let you know when I come. Yeah. Because I remember between Broad and like Seventh on uh, Walnut, you like didn't go. You didn't go there. Now it's just one freaking Bed Bath and Beyond after the next. Like, yeah. Is it <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's just like. Thing after thing you don't need after thing you don't need. Well, it's, it's weird. Not quite that. The, the whole the whole town. It, what ends up happening is, is 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 a place gets hot and you go there, right? And then yeah. like so so for instance, Steve, you were mentioning Egypt, right? So Egypt, for, yeah. for a hot minute, that was Delaware Avenue was was a, was a really hot spot to go, and then it just became not a spot that you wanted to go to. Then it became Old City. And then Old City was really yeah. hot for a little while. And now, like, I, you know, you would mention the Continental. That's at the corner of 2nd uh, and and, uh, and Market. Market. And I don't want, yeah. like, I was just at uh, a restaurant around the corner from there a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh, this, I don't want to be here anymore, you know. <laughs> and oh. now, like, it, there's different spots to go. And perhaps that's where the Four Seasons is. You know where I, you know what my, my spot is? Mm. Maniunk. Yeah, yeah Maniunk. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Huh. So this is how I paid for college. I used to, well, I used to take the bus out to King of Prussia Mall. Right. And out to the main line where there was a Saks Fifth Avenue. And I used to do informal modeling, which meant I would, like, walk around the store and, like, offer. I was the annoying person you tried to avoid. Right. Who was trying to get, get spray, spray perfume on you. Or, like, right. hey, upstairs on the third floor, there's a maternity, you know, <laughs> wedding dress just for you. Maternity <laughs> wedding dress. Upstairs, it's on sale. I don't know. And so I spent a lot of time at King of Prussia Mall in Maniunk. Did you? Uh, all right. So when did you hone your, your comedy career? Any day. Uh, <laughs> Any day now. We're still waiting. Come in, come in there in a month to really dig in. Um, you know, I guess by the time I came out to L.A., like, I think that when I was in Philadelphia going to college, like, sometimes, like, even if it doesn't seem like you're on the right track, you're doing something that's going to benefit you once you're on the right track in a way. You know, no, so I hear I, that. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Does that, that, that make any sense? You, you, what you start to do is you, you don't realize it, but you're sort of adding elements to the Swiss army knife that becomes you, and you may not be able to see it initially, but yeah, that's, it's, it's all, yeah, I, I completely hear what you're saying. You but, know, like, I was going to school, I was in, I was in Annenberg for communications, which is the most made fun of, myself included, major, like, communications. Like, I, you, like, I was communications. <laughs> yeah. That's how I, I graduated. I need to learn how to stop communicating. I need to learn how to shut up. Um <laughs> So I was doing, but I didn't realize I was studying journalism, radio, you know, uh, I was learning everything that you guys, you know, yeah. uh, do and how you do it. And, and I learned about the FCC. I learned about George Carlin. I yeah. learned about the, the, the you, um, you know, the versus Pacifica, the lawsuit, the words you can't say on television. Like I, I was knew I wanted to be a performer, but this was all stuff that really was useful. Because I think today, being a comedian, you not only have to be funny, but you also have to play to the top of your intelligence and be smart and mindful. Yeah. And this whole thing where comedians are not allowed to say anything, it's also ridiculous and not even true. Like, you know, I was, did you see Norm Macdonald's special? Oh, it was great. Yeah. yeah the, the, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you talk about the absolute last one or the one that just preceded that one? The, uh, it's called Nothing Special, I believe. Yeah, where he's the very last. Yeah, the very last. Home. It was yeah. great. It is so worth watching. It's a little bit sad in the beginning, yeah. and I was going to say his appearance is a little sad, but then again, I'm wearing a Mountain Dew shirt. And <laughs> <laughs> do the do, man. <laughs> so I'm like, he looks really weird. Um, so, no, because he was, you know, you know, he was ailing, and at first it just hurt. It hurt to 
to see him. But yeah. then I called Nick Swartz in and he was like, stop being such a baby. Like he just, you know, yelled at me and uh, got my head straight. And he had this, obviously everything he said is brilliant in it, but he nailed it on the head. He goes, you know, what's this thing where comedians now need to weigh in on politics? Yeah. He was like, during the Vietnam War, was everyone like, oh, I wonder what Red Skeleton thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Keep this in perspective, guys. Like, you know, comedians, I think that, you know, with this last year not being able to perform live, everyone started being like, I guess my backup plan is to run for office. I don't know. People just started panicking. And I'm like, you guys, we're scumbags. We're comedians. No, you're you're right. We we, we avoided all that. We avoided, we, 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 immediately realize we're not going to talk about COVID. We're not going to talk about politics during that time because your whole job, and I love your approach and it's what you're doing now, is to be depressed from that crap. Is to, is to, is to, you're looking for commonality as opposed to slicing up your audience into factions that aren't going to get along. So uh, that our, it works. Yeah, and it's our job. Yeah, my, the special I just had come out, it's called Jokes. Just because I wanted to let everyone know this isn't a secret TED talk. I'm not going to lecture you about how to vote. No politics. Like, it is our job to make everybody give them an hour and a half, two hours to forget about all the stuff that is annoying them. Regardless of, yes, if I have a great joke about Trump or a great joke about the pandemic, I I have to use restraint and not tell it because it's not funny anymore. It's just, it's distracting. It's exhausting. Unless you have the best joke on the freaking planet about it. It just has too much baggage, and it's our job as comedians to know what's too fraught. And there's there's an infinite amount of material out there to be funny about, too. And there's an infinite amount of things that we actually have in common. Mm. This whole thing of, like, we have nothing in common. I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like, we were more divided than ever. I'm like, you obviously weren't around when adults were buying Beanie Babies. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, well, we can't even have holidays with our family anymore because we voted differently. I'm like, there was a time where my mom would be like, hey, we're not going to Texas this year. Uh, (laughs) Not Tracy is buying Beanie Babies and putting them in a glass case. And, uh, <laughs> just ask for money to buy the Princess Diana one. So we're going to skip going to Texas this year. By the way, <laughs> if, if you're just jumping in, I, I want to make sure that people know that we're talking to Wendy Cummings, and the show is September 9th at the uh, the Miller Theater, form, formerly the Miriam Theater. You can get your tickets. Go to WendyCummings.com. We'll post stuff on the our website about that, too. It's called the Touch Me Tour. Nikki had a question. Yeah, Whitney, I was just curious, because uh, I know you're a huge fan, as are we, about the uh, if you saw and uh, what you thought of the George Carlin special that um, Apatow put out, it's so it's it's so shocking that he's more relevant today than ever. Like I feel like we used to say that a lot, yeah. like just because it was true enough. But it's getting spooky mm-hmm. when you go back, and I'm like not this person, but I'm like, was he like a prophet? Like this is <laughs> and like why didn't we listen? So so now I'm going to contradict myself. Because it's like on one level, you know, some comedians like have the foresight the ability to go like, this is coming, this is coming. That's why, you know, when someone sounds a little crazy, George Carlin has taught me to be like, hold on, hold on. I know that sounds insane, <laughs> but that's the world we're in. If something that sounds like completely insane or dramatic, you know, 20 years later, I'll like, he was right. Well, you, know? you hear it. You hear it in the news now. You give it the forty-eight hour rule. Let it breathe. Oh, oh, that's the way to do it. And he was the stuff he was saying. You know, it's funny, but you, you, you know, not to contradict yourself. I don't think you, you, you are because earlier, the point is, is that that's not how people know you. They, your fan base comes to you for that. 
distraction for that release. Sure. And that's and even Carlin himself started that way. And then you see, even in the special, he became a parody of himself. Bill Burr has a great uh, segment where he talks about he was going to go with his friend to kind of see Carlin and make fun of what Carlin had become. And that was when he first started reeling out his, okay, I'm changing the whole act. And it was an epiphany. It's pretty yeah. amazing. But that's that not... I, I think it's a betrayal, like, we try never to do that, I, and you've never tried to do that, which is betray the audience that got you to the dance. That's it. It's, it's, I, I come from, the audience uh, is your boss. Yeah. You work for them. You know, you work for them. And if you, you know, have come up in a certain way, I feel so lucky that I got to come up at a time where there was Howard Stern. I got to do radio. I mean, I was going around the country. I was doing, what you know, I don't have to tell you, waking up at 4 a.m., <laughs> driving to... Pensacola, Jiggy and the Worm, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Jiggy and the Worm. Don't sleep on the worm. It, it's always like Bullwinkle and Meatloaf, or whatever. It's like to really understand oh. like wh- why people are tuning in, why people are coming to shows. They're coming to shows, because smart starting in small clubs and meeting people and going like, oh, this person has their you know, sister-in-law and father-in-law and family, like, a lot is riding on this. Like, yeah. they, they're here for their birthday. This is their bachelorette party. This isn't my opportunity to shame them about the way they may or may not have voted four years ago. Like, this is their night. This I is love their birthday. that. I love that yeah. thinking. And and, and I, we last time we had you on, I was, I was fanboying on, on your... your um, roast writing chops and the stuff that the time you spent for all those years but i i always think when i see something that involves dating or, or some sort of weird thing pop up in the news i know because you've been very um you know uh forthcoming about your dating history i you you know we, you're you're now i think you're happily with someone who's a, a, a okay, better let's, na- not. <laughs> <laughs> let's not call it happy have you really listened to the <laughs> but I wanted to ask you the Army Hammer news that's breaking. Have you seen the trailer for this? Look, we are dating. It's casual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do have some scars on my leg oh my from him. That's a fight mark. Oh, um, no, I haven't seen the news. But, oh, it, uh, no, it's it's crazy because they re- just released the trailer for this uh, this special. Oh, a documentary? <laughs> yeah, on Army Hammer. Yeah, oh, it looks intense, It man. looks unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something really quick? I was trying to write a joke the other day about this, about fake news, because I was like, the news is fake, the news yeah. is fake. I'm like, I am so pro-fake news now because <laughs> it means we get to have amazing documentaries like yeah. 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> like, if the news was true, we'd have no documentaries, you know? <laughs> Right? I, I, if, if all the news is true now in 10 years, we won't have any crazy documentaries. So wait a second. It's it's about, like, what has footage in it? Well, what they're doing is they're talking to two of the women who, who went through a lot of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, you know what I want to say? I just want to be like, was it worth it? Was it so worth it? <laughs> and the whole family, the Hammer family, is apparently... Uh, there are all sorts of stories like this. Oh yes, there's yeah. that. Uh, there was a Vanity Fair article. It just you can't eat women if you're that rich. Like eat like homie <laughs> beef. Like there's so many delicious things you can afford as a rich man. Ugh. But do you do believe with you and the, the, the circles you operate in? And just obviously you're you're very down to earth. But I mean, you know that at a certain point, people accrue so much wealth that it becomes almost I think impossible for them. It's almost like the yeah. movie Hellraiser where you. There's no way to get a thrill anymore. So they go to this have, stuff. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, you get desensitized, I think. And also, I think there's probably the same kind of malignant narcissism that got you that successful in the first place. Yes. You know, this is, I feel like a lot of the famous people that I've met or, or, or people I've seen get famous, they're actually kind of like the same person. I do think that, I don't know, maybe this is a, uh, uh incendiary idea, but I think the same way that alcohol brings out, it just enhances who you really are in a way yeah. or brings something out. I think that money, you were always that person, you know, like I see people that get successful and then they, you know, Steve Carell and Will Ferrell. I mean, there's so many people that are amazing. It's just, that's not a news story, you know, like it's not a, like Will Ferrell celebrates 25th anniversary with lovely wife. He's never <laughs> tried to eat. Like no one's writing that, you know, story. So I always just try to remind people, like most people are not, you know, like, but yeah, I do think that I was just in, um, uh, I was with Tim Dillon in the Hamptons. We did a, I've never been to the Hamptons, like, like to perform. And I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll give yeah. this a try. Like I'd gone before with, you know, the the Stearns and stuff. And that's right. the way to do it, frankly. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. This time I paid like what was it? Freaking two thousand dollars a week for a gingerbread house. <laughs> it's a nightmare. And um, the ones you can afford, it's a literal like it's a shoe, and you're like, why am I? And, and I think that like rich people like that, they have put themselves in situations where they have absolutely no connection, mm -hmm. like, but they convince themselves they do. So the Hamptons. I'm not a big fan. I'm I'm a down ashore type of girl. I'm a I'm a Delaware. I'm a yeah. Ocean City Rehoboth kid. Yeah, okay. I, right. I don't know if you guys even know that place. Yes. Of course. Yeah. You probably hang out with Ryan Phillippe down in uh, Rehoboth. <laughs> um uh, no, his did he wait, did he get money in the divorce? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, Ryan, you get half. Hey, baby. What about uh, what about secrets in Ocean City, Maryland? I know about secrets in Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, do you remember the Gravitron? No, no. It was the spinny thing. Yeah. That was like a yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. It, it, that, that was the that was the amusement park ride that scalped more teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I uh, I literally. I passed out standing up straight at Secrets in, in Ocean City, Maryland. I was leaning against the freaking post, and I had passed out, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to go. And then the worst part is, by the way, I don't drink anymore, but uh, I hopped on a bus to go back to the hotel, and the person next to me, I was like, listen, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make it. So when we get wake to, like, 86th Street, will you please wake me up? And they did. Thank God. That's nice. Yeah, Thank God. It really was, Yeah. And then it peed all over the couch. And that man was Mel Gibson. <laughs> um, wow. but, but but the Hamptons, it's all, it's like cosplay of the country. Yeah. So it's like old fancy barns. There's like windmills that don't even work. Yeah. There's these little picket fences. It, like, it's this is how psychopaths convince themselves. Like, they're like, yeah, I know how the other half lives. Like, I know how country folk think. <laughs> it's like the Truman Show. And Sag Harbor specifically yeah. is that. Sag Harbor is like, it's almost like a facade, like a set for a movie that people believe is real when they're there because it's, that's it. No, but they dress the part. These psychopaths, they're in all the, they're in like big baby dolls. Everyone looks like they're about to get christened. Like they're in these, these women, they wear, they're called peasant tops. They yeah. dress like they're picking blueberries. They wear clam diggers. 
while they watch someone else dig up their clan right. yeah. guy in an Under Armour shorts while they stand and wait in their clan. Like it's psychotic. I had to get I had to get a Lyme disease uh, antibiotic. What is happening? And then they just let their gardeners get the Lyme disease. So they yeah. gardeners get it. Or true. do all of our leaders just have Lyme disease and they all have neurological damage? It makes so much sense. It's between all coming together. Simple, between the simplest thing and Lyme disease, I think rich people are have lost their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I love it. And we're just fine with this. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, Whitney, we got to wrap it up, but uh, we are excited. The fact, and you're going to be here. You like, don't want to hear more about my Lyme disease. People love it. <laughs> We were talking about Lyme disease earlier. There's there's a new vaccine. Sometimes I'm sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) But you're going to be in town September 9th. That's just right. That's right after your birthday. You'll be celebrating a a birthday that week, right? Okay, don't fall in love. (laughs) It's Uh, hard not to. I'm telling you, like you're everything that like that is intimidating to me. You're tall. You're beautiful. You're really smart. She graduated magna cum laude. Yeah, she did. I have all natural insect repellent. Oh, (laughs) at hand. I now what? <laughs> I uh, sleep with two giant dogs. Oh, she got her dogs there with her. Uh, there. That's cute. By the way, all the work you do for animals and stuff like that, that's right in our wheelhouse. And, and I, 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 my wife and I specifically love your commitment to all that stuff. It means a lot. Thank you so much. I think that one day, that is what's easy for me. I think that one day I'm going to hear, thank you for your commitment to continuing to speak to humans. I know it's hard. <laughs> um, the animal stuff is easy. It's having to do with humans on a daily basis. That's our part. Well, there's going to be a gathering of humans on September 9th at the Miller <laughs> can't Theater. Wait. Can't wait. Uh, tickets can't available wait. at WhitneyCummings.com. <laughs> we can't wait for you to be here, too. And if, if you do get in town and you have a little extra time, uh, stop by and see us in our studio because we Good, love and I just want everyone to know, this is. I know I just had a special come out on Netflix, but this is going to be all new material. Yeah, uh, so we I've love had it. a month and a half, and I've just been—I think I'm going to start doing Adderall. So we'll <laughs> see. I need to write a new hour for Philly. You can Philly is Philly is unrelenting. I will never forget that Opie and Anthony Bill Burr video. Oh my God! Um, yeah, that's legendary. Yeah, I mean, legendary. He just handed Whenever the city its Philly, own I'm ass. Like, yeah, yeah. When I'm back to Philly, I'm like, you better be on point. <laughs> Damn right. Well, you will be, I'm sure. So thank you, Whitney. We'll talk to you soon, all right? I love you guys. I'll we see you soon. Whitney Cummings will be here at the Touch Me Tour September 9th at the Miller Theater. She is awesome. She's great. So funny. She really is. I love her. She is. Uh, she's perfect. And I... Uh, yeah, I, I knew that she had the, the ties here, but I didn't know she did Temple and yeah, Penn. Right? So she's got the full experience. All right. We have someone else who is in our studio, hey. and we are stoked that she is here. Last time it was via Zoom, but she is in our studio now and is here to talk about the Sisterly Love X event. Speaking Broadly is what it's called as well, which is coming up, uh, I believe it's this Monday. We'll get all the details because yeah. she's here. Chef Jen Carroll hey. is with us. Hi, Jen. How you doing? I'm doing great. And... Following Whitney Cummings, number one, (laughs) I had no idea that she was from Philadelphia, and I probably was blacked out on a bar back in the day in Rittenhouse Square, probably Barnard, hanging out at some point. Yeah, there were some wild times, and I don't drink anymore either, (laughs) so Uh, (laughs) she's bringing back some good memories. (laughs) Where did you you grow up? Where was uh, home? In Center City? I grew up in Northeast Philly, up in Somerton, yeah. Okay. But lived and worked all over the city in all different neighborhoods. And I'm in, down in Fishtown now. So Fishtown, like there Kensington now. So, yeah, all the neighborhoods that you were told not to go to uh, are the cool spots now. Most well, <laughs> definitely. Everything's 
coming back online robustly, and that means a lot of the charity things are coming back online, and this is what you're here for today. Yeah, so I'm here because I'm doing an event on Monday, this Monday coming up, August 15th, with the Sisterly Love Collective that I am a founding member of with Ellen Yin, Jezebel Correga, and Jill Weber here in Philadelphia, really strong women restaurant tours. And we invited in Dana Cowan. If you don't know her, she really changed the food scene long ago. She was the tendered food editor at Food & Wine magazine and really made that a must-read and she now has a new zine coming out that we're having a party for, a celebration. And so she'll be there signing and she'll be starting off with two intimate panels with Lisa Calvo. If you don't know Lisa Calvo, she has Sweet Amalia Oysters and Sweet Amalia's Market. And she is an oyster farmer here in like Cape May, Delaware. Oh. And it is some of the best oysters around. So she'll be talking to her and Valerie Irwin who has been a Philadelphia staple, a chef for a long time, Geechee Girl. So she's known all about, like, Gola cuisine, which is like southern cuisine. And she was out on Germantown Avenue for a really long time. Gola cuisine? Gola. Geechee Gola. So it's down outside of, like, in South Carolina yeah. going in. So it's all, like, grits. I don't know oh. enough about it, but it's grits and spices and greens and just... So real is it is it is it big because it is an authentic return to southern style or what what is it So it's big, is it a hybrid It's big because it was ba- I think it's based off of the slaves that were there in that area and bringing their culture there and that became the Geechee community the Gullah Geechee oh. community has their own recipes that basically morphed into southern cuisine which wow. we all eat across all of america now i love i love straight southern cooking president you're a fan right of uh, yeah, yeah i lived in the carolinas yeah. for a while so i was a big fan of uh, grits i grew up with all that yummy yeah so we're starting with those panels and that's at four o'clock we're, so you can come early and come to the panels and there's going to be a curated sisterly love pop-up shop and sisterly love if you guys don't know about it it is all about women in hospitality, and we promote each other, and it's women who have restaurants, who have small businesses that started during the pandemic that are makers and bakers and creators. So we have people that are making, you know, acrylics and stuff that you would buy. I'm, like, trying to think. My, yeah. my, my brain's going blank, but, like, Kiki Arenado, who had Poi Dog, she has now has, like, her chili water pepper sauce. Me, I have, like, my Burberry jerky, which I'll be selling there. Some <laughs> spices that I have all the stuff for you guys to taste and take home. But we'll be selling all these different things there in the shop. And then at 5.30, the party is going to start. And we have Moet Hennessy that is going to have an open bar. Love City Brewing. So it's all local uh, drinks and chefs. And so we have 12 different chefs Jeez. like coming in. We have High Street Philly. We have Kafar. So like Mike Solomonoff, Katrina Kenny, uh, who's here? Tyler Aiken from Le Cavalier, Christopher Curtin, who's one of the best chocolatiers in the entire country, Jezebel Correga from Jezebel's, Nick Elmy. We all know Nick Elmy. Nick, Elmey. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm eating at his place over here in, in Battle all the time. So the, uh, yeah. The, yeah, he's agreed. our neighbor over here, right? Yeah. <laughs> Preston, she mentioned earlier Jill Weber. I love Jill. She um, owns Jet Wine Bar, right? She's the she's an archaeologist that opened up a <laughs> restaurant. Really? Yes. Yeah. Jill is amazing. Jill owns Jet Wine Bar, Suryanez, which is also going to be participating, um, and Cafe Inez. And so 
she is so smart and just a whip. She's going to be doing a private podcast with Dana earlier in the day. But she is... She, you would love to have her on here. She would just talk and talk yeah. and talk. She's really fun to talk to and just she, knows about so many different things. Press, she goes on these trips where they're digging. And so while she's there, she goes out to restaurants and she eats and tastes the wine and brings some of that back into her restaurants. So she was an archaeologist who decided, I, I love food and I'm decent at it and I'll become a restaurateur. <laughs> she she was wild. just actually on a dig a month ago. She was just over in Israel and Syria. She just came back. Yeah, she's wow. still doing That's it. That's crazy. It's impressive. Jen, I'm sure this is a really stupid question, uh, but how do you make spices? Like, I, I, I don't <laughs> even know where to start if you're going to make some kind of like chili powder or something like that. Alright, so for instance, right here, I have Vadavan spice, which is I brought enough for all of you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Vadavan is a... Number one, you have to buy good spices, dried spices. You have to buy them, import that, or you can take fresh herbs or garlic or ginger, and then you cut it into whatever size you want, and then you slowly dehydrate it. And then you grind them up into a powder, make them whatever size you want. And so for Vadavan, for instance, I make it, and it is uh, curry leaves. There's cumin, garlic, onion, shallots, um, coriander, a little bit of cayenne and Aleppo pepper and black pepper. All and, and what's it called? Um, what's the final product called? Vadavan. Is that a, your term or is that, is that a Mm-mm. thing so, that other people know about? Because I've never heard of it. <laughs> so Vadavan is a curry that originated in India, in Southeast India. And the French came and kind of took over and this... Indian curry was too spicy for them, hmm. so they made it more mild, <laughs> and <laughs> they added in some more French spices, and so now the, the Vadavan style of curry is more like sweet and savory and okay. bright and bold and really flavorful. My son makes his own uh, curry spice. No kidding. He, he, yeah, he makes curry all the time, curry tofu, curry wow. chicken, whatever. He's is just he going to be a him. chef? No, it's just no, what he, he likes should. to do. He, it's just what he, he loves. He dabbles around. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I know you guys all cook, and so I'm like, all right, I need to bring... Cashy especially. <laughs> <laughs> but like the Vadavan, yes, it has like... And it's yellow because it has turmeric and mustard seed in it, but... Huh. Yeah, bring it home. It's, oh, he'll love it. Like the spices, I also brought Burberry spice in too, and both of these spices are great on everything. Literally fish, meat, veggies, all that stuff. So I'll be selling these spices. So at- about this chocolatier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, we, we're, we're blessed. And, and I mean, I, it's such a, in this area, it's one of the great quality of life joys in this area to have so many people like yourself and the, and the restaurants. And, the, and also there seems to be a great familial relationship between all of you and 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 that that makes an event like mm. this all the more enjoyable because it's i don't i don't perceive any sort of there seems to be a collective interest in everyone doing well am i correct in that absolutely and listen like we got together and we're all about promoting women in hospitality and giving them a bigger voice and a bigger platform. And so, you know, women like myself and Ellen Yin, who have been around and in the scene for a really long time, we're bringing up younger women and giving them advice and mentorship and really sharing the spotlight and collaborating. That's what hospitality is all about, it's right? It's family. Like, you have to bring people up in order for everyone to get better. My, my niece just mentioned, and she's, you know, in, in going into college, and she's... uh hospitality she wants to get in and she's so excited about the possibility about also you know traveling around the world and 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 doing this this sort of thing uh uh and it's it's something that a lot of people i think almost like in a way entertainment 
or, you know, like what we do, uh, is it something that you can really, but it is so cool and so wonderful. And it is, it is an opportunity that's out there. And we were so thrilled that she, she said this is something she wanted to get into. Yeah. Hospitality is natural, like wanting to give and to make people happy. That's why we're in this business. We're in this business to make memories, but we take care of everybody, right? right? We're constant. And that's why restaurants are always at every single charity event, because it's just in our nature to take care of everybody. And the Sisterly Love is a 501c3. So we are raising funds for ourselves, for the women that are in our group to give. So that's why it's important that you all get out there and buy those tickets. (laughs) The event is Monday. Yep, and uh, the tickets are $75, but if you're in the industry, it's $50? It's $50. Okay. And you can DM me at Chef Jen Carroll, and I will give you the promo code on how to get it or if you follow sisterly love and dm there um we can also give you the code there and we'll sisterly post love philly we'll post the information at at presidency.com and through our social media and all that stuff and help promote it that way as well so uh for for this experience um we'll be eating as well right you'll be eating Hello. so all yeah. the all the chefs that are going to be there so like i said nick elmy tyler aiken chris kerr and jezebel Correga, myself katrina kenny alex telez alisa shapiro Sybil and Omar St. Uh, Tate and Amanda Rucker, Christina McHugh, Melissa McGrath. All these chefs are going to be there feeding you and you're going to be drinking. You're going to be listening to music and dancing. You're going to be Dude. taking it out on a flatbed. And li- but, but listen to this. This is what I love about these events. 75 bucks. If you do actually pay for that at a restaurant, <laughs> right. yeah. you'd be paying way more than 75 The drinks now. alone. Yeah. The drinks alone. And you get Dana's new zine that just came out, the Speaking Broadly zine that you can have her sign as well. So you're getting a zine in the ticket price as well. Okay. Very nice. I love it. Excellent. Um, Well, that's awesome. And by the way, are you still, um, I I love your social media because you post all kinds of uh, Mm -hmm. uh, informational stuff and you do live uh, videos and so on. And you teach classes and things like that as well, don't you? Oh, yeah. I'm still teaching classes. We slowed down a little bit in the summer because everybody's out and about, but... We are doing about one public class a month, and then once we get back into fall, we'll be doing them probably three or four times a month again. Okay. And usually on Friday evenings, we'll, we're going to throw out a poll to see what's best for everybody and see what everybody says. But, yes, we do. I do everything from simple. I mean, the last thing I just did was like a Vodavon mayonnaise, and it was literally the spice going into mayonnaise. And then I did lobster rolls, and we do. I do hard stuff to basic stuff. So every level of cook, chef, yeah. can be entertained and learn something. Cool. So, yeah, That's follow, follow me, Chef yeah. Jen Carroll. Yep, <laughs> Chef Jen Carroll. You can find her on Instagram, Twitter as well. Or, Twitter as okay. well. All right. Facebook, all the same. Chef Jen Carroll across the board. Excellent. Well, you are the best. Thank you for stopping by this Thank morning. Thank you so much. The Buy event, those tickets. The <laughs> event, again, is Monday Sisterly Love uh, is the, the theme of the whole thing. And you can uh, you can do this now uh, through SisterlyLovePhilly.com. Thank you, Chef Jen Carroll. Yay! Thank you. Nice and enjoy you. the spices and the jerky oh, that you. I have for you all. That's awesome. <laughs> we will. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. we got a beef file up next. Stay back. Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Steve, as a uh, um, uh, something that you had uh, said earlier this morning, uh, the, our uh, Twitter account posted uh, the question, what is your absolute favorite Steve Martin movie? Yes. 
Uh, the, the responses is just like one after another, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, my God, oh, yes. <laughs> and people are posting all kinds of uh, uh, gifts and stuff from, from the different movies he's been in. I, I could go, yeah, you, could do, you could do a marathon weekend oh. of just Steve Martin movies. My God, yeah. Is it underrated? To, is My Blue Heaven underrated? It, it is. is. It is. I, it I think it's is. A great movie, and it's sort it of wasn't. It wasn't a real good success when no, it came no. out, but it has grown into one of those movies yeah. that you quote and you love and and crack up when you watch it now. Because I love he's that not. Movie. He's playing a. Uh, he's playing a character. Right. Unlike he's playing, and he's a, a character yeah, of a, a mobster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, I think it's available now on HBO Max. I watched it, it not that long ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, great, it's a great movie. I agree. So uh, we have that. If you want to post on our, our Twitter account, feel free because, and just to remind yourself how many great Steve Martin movies and little gems like the one Steve and I were talking about, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, <laughs> The Lonely Guy, movies that you may have never heard of are just fantastic. <laughs> well, there's little moments that you laugh at, like when, when uh, uh, the, the femme fatale in the, uh, in the movie, uh, and I forget her name, she's great. Um, but uh, he, she wakes up, she's fainted, and he's <laughs> basically playing with yeah, her breasts. He goes, oh, your breasts roll out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> when you fell, your breasts went out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. And, of course, the Steve, the coffee. Oh, he's making the coffee. <laughs> 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 you gotta see. You gotta, you gotta watch, watch it. it. Yeah. All right, uh, we need to get to the bizarre file, so we're gonna do it. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. Brought to you this morning by Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation, and mold with Dry Tech Waterproofing Solutions. Preston and Steve listeners, you get 15% off when you mention our show. So go to drytechcorp.com for information. The old man bandit has been arrested after trying to rob a Maryland bank, one of dozens that he has targeted over a criminal career spanning 45 years, according to the police. You will not believe how many times this guy has oh my God. robbed banks. I want $20 Police say, sequential bills. Uh, Stephen Gregory Gass, uh, who served more than eight years in prison in Florida after pleading guilty to bank robbery in 1991, then received a 13-year sentence in 2010 after admitting to robbing, robbing another 21 banks. My God. Over two years. Yeah. Was granted compassionate release for medical reasons in 2019. Well, according to police, he didn't learn his lesson. Glass allegedly robbed a bank in Bethesda on June 18th, and then he targeted a Wells Fargo in Gaithersburg on July uh, 14th. In both cases, Gas passed a gas pass. Hey! Gas passed to tell her a note, but he was unsuccessful in Gaithersburg. A bank employee hit a silent alarm after seeing a white man in a fisherman's hat, sunglasses, and a large face mask interact with the teller. He then fled in a vehicle, which police followed before arresting him without incident. Police say the 67 year old also wore a fisherman's hat while robbing the truest bank. And the Frederick, he was having dinner at the Cracker Barrel. The Frederick resident, whose criminal history date backs to a blank uh, a bank robbery in Montgomery County, in 1977, is suspected of another bank robbery in Baltimore County. He's being held without bond. This guy just goes has just been doing it his whole life. <laughs> I mean, the, the tellers Crazy. must be like, "Oh, you're adorable." Yeah. A 32-year-old San Diego man drowned in Newport Harbor over the weekend because he tried to retrieve a cell phone that had fallen into the water. Come on. Matthew Morrow was with friends and family on Lido Isle on a man-made island in the middle of the harbor. Somebody in the group dropped the phone. 
Maro jumped into the water to grab the phone and just never came back up. That was it. <gasps> wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, the sheriff's deputies were called to the area. Lifeguards recovered his body from the water. And paramedics attempted to resuscitate him, but he was pronounced dead. He probably went under, got distracted by a TikTok feed. Oh, yeah. and yeah. didn't yeah. realize and he needed yeah, to breathe. Right. I yeah. need to breathe, and I forgot. Uh, maybe. An elderly German couple are taking to court the owner of a cockerel, which they say crows 200 times a day and is tantamount to torture. Friedrich, Friedrich Wilhelm and his wife Jut Jutta... Uh, say that Magda, the rooster, begins a cockadoodle doing from 8 a.m. in the morning and doesn't shut up for the rest of the day. Uh, the pair, <laughs> the pair want the bird removed from their next door neighbor's home in western Germany, and in preparation for court-made daily logs, this a nightmare. Uh, recording. Shut up! They were. Shut up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> That should be a ringtone. The rooster and then you sing, Shut up! (laughs) Shut up! Uh, but they have been uh, making daily logs, uh, recording each time Magda Crowe. Make sure you enter that in the log. Uh, we can't. Use... <laughs> uh, Friedrich Wilhelm said we can't use the garden and we can't open any windows. Mr. Log. He said he doesn't start until 8 a.m. because <laughs> Because he's locked up at night, but then he crows 100 to 200 times throughout yeah, the day. He's the rooster log. And it's <laughs> I need to see your rooster log. I'm looking, looking. My friend. Mr. Rooster Log! <laughs> My friend who lives on a farm, there's a, a wild one that's, you know, comes oh. onto her property, and she said it's so incredibly loud. Yeah, yeah, they're like very you, loud. You, you definitely wake up. Uh, the couple said, the couple's lawyer, uh, Torsten Gitsky, said a cockerel doesn't belong on a quiet housing estate. I uh, pointed out that one neighbor moved away two years ago due to the unbearable crowing. Uh, but Magda's owner, Michael, argued that the it's essential to keep the rooster to ensure that his hens stay in line. He said the hens need the rooster, otherwise they would pluck each other. Uh, Michael bought five chicks in 2018 for his garden with the intention of harvesting their eggs, but one of the chicks turned out to be a rooster and quickly began angering local residents. After several years of enduring the Daily Crows, Friedrich Wilhelm and Jutta have reached the end of their tether and are set to face Magda's owner, Michael, in district court about it. A small plane crash-landed on a busy Southern California freeway on Tuesday and then burst into flames. Nobody was injured in this whole thing. If you watch this footage, you cannot believe that no one was hurt. They said had it been rush hour, like had it been later, that there would have been multiple people dead. Oh, sure, yeah. The plane carrying two people landed on the 91 freeway. A video showed the plane coming down hard in between traffic and bursting into flames as it skidded into the far right lane and crashed into a barrier wall. Additional footage showed uh, fire department crews attempting to douse the larger flames. Uh, the two people aboard got out safely and were uninjured. I mean, there's a huge yeah. plume of smoke that you can see after it hits. Uh, the plane struck at least one vehicle, a pickup truck, where there were no reports of injuries to anyone on the ground. Uh, the FAA will investigate what caused the plane uh, to come down. And then one last story, and it's another aircraft story. Uh, <laughs> 
Did you write that in the log? It's the log! <laughs> a Southwest Airlines flight attendant Wait, suffered... You entered this one twice. It was a... <laughs> Just right there. You No, you then you... Four, and then you put your line across. <laughs> well, now it's restarting a new one. <laughs> a Southwest Airlines flight attendant suffered a compression fracture to a vertebrae in her upper back during a hard landing last month in California. Oh, oh man. Uh, the National Transportation Safety Board said the impact on landing was so hard, the flight attendant thought that the plane had crashed. She felt pain in her back and neck and could not move <laughs> and was... Taken to a hospital where she was diagnosed with a fracture. I, uh, wow. Uh, the safety board completed the investigation without saying what caused the hard landing. None of the other 141 people on board the plane were injured in the incident at John Wayne Airport. Uh, the pilots told investigators... Come down on uh, runway <laughs> 7. Part of the deal is yeah. the air traffic controllers <laughs> have to talk like John Wayne. talk like John Wayne. <laughs> American Airlines Flight 202. <laughs> Runway 4 is clear for landing. <laughs> oh, I love flying into Shanghai. Every pilot wants to go there. Yep. It's Humphrey Bogart Airport. <laughs> Uh, the pilots told investigators that they were aiming for the normal touchdown zone on the relatively short runway. However, it ended up being a firm landing, the NTSB said in its final report, but a compression fracture. Well, we've all had, I, mean, I assume, yeah, you at some it. point, a landing that was a little yeah. rougher than you thought it might have been. Yep. All right, that's the beat file. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Lesson question trash music news when we get back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Podcasts? Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast and more. Click Podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Thursday morning with Preston and Steve Show. Thursdays mean we're one day away from giving away our Word of the Week prize. we got 500 bucks giveaway, courtesy of the Baxter. So, yeah, yeah we'll give away the uh, or reveal the letter at the end of the program today and then give that prize away tomorrow. Could be you. Make sure that you're with us for that. I have something else, though, that we're going to give away right now, and it is a four-pack of tickets for Six Flags. If you answer the lesson question uh, correctly, I think I'm going to go with one uh, that our one of our guests mentioned this morning. What was Whitney Cummings' favorite radio duo in Pensacola? Two one five two six three WMMR. I thought of Bill immediately because yeah, Bill likes to make up uh, fake radio <laughs> morning personality names. That's where we got Susie Cream Cheese, right? <laughs> yeah, Susie Cream Cheese. Uh, what was Whitney Cummings' favorite radio duo in Pensacola? If you were listening to that interview, which was hilarious, by the way, and you remember. Call now. We'll see if you get an answer. 215-263-WMMR, the number. And we'll do the trash while we wait for that call from you. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. It's brought to you by Monster Mania. Come see the biggest names in horror this weekend at Monster Mania Con 50 at the Doubletree in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. 
Tickets are available online at monstermania.net. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Disney World clearly taking note of the Sesame Place headlines as a viral video service of Toy Story cowgirl Jessie going out of her way to hug two African-American children along a parade route. Not only that, Jessie gave both of the children keys to brand new Teslas. Wow. Oh, my God. Warner Brothers announcing that Lady Gaga will portray Harley Quinn in the upcoming sequel to Joker. Warner Brothers says Gaga will bring the same talent she displayed in A Star is Born while bringing none of the talent from the House of Gucci. <laughs> hey! And finally, the producers of The View announcing that Anna Navarro, who served as a Republican commentator for CNN, is the permanent replacement for Meghan McCain. Producers say it was difficult finding someone with different opinions who are also the exact same opinions of everyone else. <laughs> We're looking for an answer to this question. What was Whitney Cummings' favorite radio duo in Pensacola? And we will go to Jenna. See if she knows. Hi there, Jenna. Hi. All right, Jenna, who was Whitney's favorite radio duo in Pensacola? Jiggy and the Worm. Yes. Jiggy and the Worm. Hold on a moment, Jenna. Got yourself a four-pack of tickets for Six Flags, and you can keep the summer vibes rolling at Six Flags' newest festival, the Summer Vibes, <laughs> with six uniquely themed areas, mouth-watering eats, live entertainment, plus eye-popping spectacles throughout the park. Uh, for the best deals, just visit SixFlags.com. Imagine yeah. if your eyes actually did pop out of your skull when something was very visually impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's like a cartoon. I love it. All right, we're going to do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by the Ledbetters Pearl Jam Tribute on August 18th at the Twilight Concert Series at Cooper River Park. Uh, for more information, for more uh, events and info, you can visit Camden County. Com. All right, Slash is adamant that uh, despite it being the flavor of the month, there will never be a Guns N' Roses biopic or biopic or however you want to call it. Uh, what do you say, biopic or biopic? I say it should be biopic because it's a biography yeah. picture, but no. bi- I'm, biopic. Uh, ah, While performing the horror film uh, The Breach, which he scored, Slash spoke to MovieMaker.com and gave his frank and honest thoughts about a possible Guns movie. He said, yeah, that's a funny one. People come to make the Guns N' Roses movie. And then I have people coming to me about uh, doing a movie. I think it was after I wrote my book. It's not just something that, well, collectively, we're sort of just not interested, he said. Is there enough there in comparison to other stories? I mean, there are cla- I mean, there's certainly a yeah. legendary band, but are there those tumultuous moments that you need to populate well, listen. There was a there was a riot at a show in St. Louis one time. Uh, the, the Philly incident. The Philly incident. Yeah, the yep. starting and the stopping, the breaking up, getting back together. Yeah, he he was uh, Axel was with uh, the the famous model. I forgot who for Stephanie, was, Stephanie Seymour. Seymour. Uh, there might be enough there. Yeah, you know the breakup and then to get back together. I don't know. Who knows? But anyhow, he went on to say, I can't imagine trying to find some actors that can portray the band properly. I mean, rock and roll movies suffer from being just super, super corny and unrealistic anyway as a whole. Uh, There's very few really good rock and roll movies. So I would hate to sell us out, uh, sell out ourselves uh, without, I'd hate to sell ourselves out with some sort of script that's supposed to depict our history. But I don't see it happening. Who would you cast as Axel? Because I think I know who. Kathy Bates. Yeah. Wow. That's perfect. Yeah. Good casting. 
I don't know. Uh, Marcus Mumford's upcoming solo album reveals a lot more than just new music. He opened a, a, with a track called Cannibal yeah. and shares that Mumford was sexually abused as a child. Six what? years old. Yeah, I read an article uh, that he did. It was an interview in GQ magazine. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm referencing here. Yeah. He was six years old at the time, but his mother didn't learn about the traumatic experience until she heard the song. Uh, he told GQ, I hadn't told anyone about it for 30 years. Once we get through the trauma of that moment, once uh, once we got through the trauma of that moment for her as a mother, hearing that and her wanting to protect and help and all that stuff, it's objectively effing hilarious how she found out, he said. Mumford explained that his abuser was neither a family member nor in the church. He said, that thing that happened when I was six, that was the first of a string of really unusual, unhealthy sexual experiences at a really early age. He said, I did a string of really unhealthy stuff when I was under the age of 12, which set up my brain in a way to deal with stuff later on in life in an imbalanced way. So the last three years have just been trying to look at that and correct some balance. Yeah, it was a really insightful, interesting uh, and raw article. And so what's interesting about that song, Cannibal, is is, uh, he, he had written it during COVID and at that time, uh, his parents had moved in, like, right next to him. So his mom heard him writing the song and was like, oh, that's a beautiful song. Yeah. And had no idea. And then when she finally heard it, then she, you know, obviously had that conversation about it. And, and interestingly enough is the second song on the album is called Grace. And it's about her finding out about that song and about oh, wow. what had happened. That's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Mumford's new album is called Self-Titled. be released on September 16th. Uh, better than Ezra. I love that band. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they are hitting the road for their Legends of the Fall tour, and they are going to be in our general area. Uh, It'd be cool to get them back in. Uh, they're going to be at uh, the Queen in Wilmington, Delaware on October 30th. Uh, some of the tickets will go on sale Friday, uh, but you need to kind of check, uh, you know, with the Queen and see when that's going on. But I wanted to mention that because those guys. Yeah, they got the Queen. Uh, those guys are great. <laughs> uh, and yes, I would love to have them back in sometime. Yeah. <clears throat> This sounded like a good show, but it's been canceled. Uh, it is the Flannel Nation Festival. They canceled it? That was supposed to be put on in San Pedro, California. Yep. The show, uh, which was set for this Saturday and at San Pedro, California's Port of Los Angeles, was to feature Everclear, Candlebox, Sugar Ray, Soul Asylum, Filter, Cracker, Fastball, Sponge, Star Zero, and X-Wire. I would totally go to a show like yeah, that. All those bands. But on Tuesday, Everclear explained why they were bowing out of appearing, telling fans on Instagram, it's been brought to our attention that the event organizers do not have the adequate means to provide the level of experience our fans expect and deserve while attending an Everclear show. So I guess the promoters or, or they... So it's like a fire festival or, kind of or, thing. Yeah, the uh, um, uh, the production company that tried to put it together, I guess, doesn't have their stuff together. So that's too bad. Um, Coheed and Cambria have released an official music video for their new single, A Disappearing Act. Uh, the song is off their new album and story, Vaxxas Act 2, A Window of the Waking Mime. Uh, the band is currently on their North American headline tour with special guests Alkaline Trio and Mothica. Um, and then I thought this was uh, a nice story. Julian Lennon admits that he has finally come to terms with many aspects of his past. I uh, spoke to Yahoo Music and explained that seeing the Peter Jackson-directed Beatles documentary Get Back was a game-changer for him, admitting that it was, quote, a lot to process. He said it really reminded me of the way Dad used to be. You know, when we were together, when I was a kid, he was funny, goofy, sarcastic, talented, moody, broody, but fun. 
and that was all the things that he was to me when we lived together. And it made me fall in love with him again, which was really lovely. It made me appreciate him again and remind me of how he was before everything went a bit pear-shaped. Uh, he said that uh, he's forgiven his father. He said many years ago uh, for the stress that happened in not only my life, but my mom's life too. Certainly we tried to embrace each other's company and tried to learn about each other again before he passed. And it was an enjoyable experience. It was great. And I was longing to hang out with him even more. But, you know, sadly what happened happened. Mm. He said, so Get Back was just a way of remembering who he was and seeing the human side of him again. And that inspired me. And I love that. So the idea of that also tied into being Jude as well. Because he is now officially, his mid, one of his middle names is Jude. His real name is John. Right, his right. His birth name is John. But just last year, he officially, or maybe it was the year before, he changed his name to Julian Charles John Lennon. Um, and uh, he did that because he'd felt, you know, strange being calling himself when looking at his, you know, yeah. passport or whatever. And it would say John Lennon. Right. And, and, you know, and you look like you look weird. like John Lennon. So yeah. Anyhow. I'm glad he's at that point. Yeah, me too. And it was such a good documentary. All right. And then finally... Uh, this weekend's featured MM artist is The Killers. And you want to listen for Double Shots every hour. All their hits, deep cuts, brand new single, Boy, as well, which we played yesterday. And there's lots of chances for you to win your way into their show on September 27th at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, tickets are on sale now via wellsfargocenterphilly.com. So go to WMMR.com for complete details, including another chance to win tickets for MMR VIPs. So that'll be this weekend, starting tomorrow. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. And uh, later today, Word of the Week prize when we get back. Stay there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Lots of music. It's what we do at MMR for your day. It's the soundtrack of your life. It truly is. Is what it is. Yeah. 10.40 and the Preston and Steve radio program coming to a close. I would like to thank the guests that we've had on the show today. Uh, I'm going to say it now. I'm in love with Whitney Cummins. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's awesome. She's, uh, she's wonderful, sweet, funny, beautiful, smart. All yeah. the things you want and entertaining as hell, she has got a show coming up. It's the Touch Me Stand-Up Comedy Tour at the Miriam Theater on September 9th. It's now the Miller Theater. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you can go to WhitneyCummings.com uh, to get the ticket information and buy your tickets and all that good stuff. And she's uh, she's kind of an adopted Philly gal. I mean, she went to Temple and, and Penn. She's, she's put in her years here. She knows her stuff. It was cool having her on today. Uh, let's see. Thank you to Chef Jen Carroll. Hey, 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 hey. As well, the Sisterly Love Collective, highlighting women in food, August 15th, Monday, from uh, 4 to 8 p.m. at the Story Factory. And tickets 
excuse me, tickets available at sisterlylovephilly.com. And I'm sure we have posted information on our socials and websites and things. This kind of thing. These kinds of things. So make sure to check that out. But a cool event, like $75, and you get, like, the best chefs in Philadelphia uh-huh. cooking for you. Cocktails, the whole Hennessy. thing. You would spend way more than that going out to a really super yeah. fancy schmancy restaurant. Anyway, what would you so. expect to pay for such an amazing meal package? More than seventy five dollars. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Pierre Robert is here, and uh, we welcome him. Where's the cap to this sharpie? Uh, it's hanging here. Okay, I was just using because it. whenever you take the cap off of a felt pen or a marker or a sharpie. It's starting to die. I know. Yeah, yeah and it's true. like it's like taking a fish out of water. You can do it for a short amount of time, <laughs> but then you've got to put that cap back on because otherwise that poor fish starts to die. I started like scribbling, and at first it looked like oh poor thing, it's it's losing it, but there's still some life left. A little bit. It's mostly dead. So put that fish back in the water. Your okay. friend is mostly dead. Um, <laughs> I always feel I use the um, highlighters a lot, the oranges, green Z's, purple Z's, you know, and different colors. And then I invariably misplace the caps and mm. I start panicking because the um, the felt is starting to die. Mm. It's like a fish out of water. That's and right. I think I, I've got to get the cap. I've got to get that fish back in the water. Wow, that's beautiful. I stopped and moved a turtle the other day, and I yeah. saved a bird the other day. You moved the turtle into the way of oncoming traffic. No, I mo- I pushed him with my foot into, the, into the green and um, in, into the green thing. And um, Man so, moves turtle into green thing. Man moves turtle into green about? thing. And I have a, a bird hit my window the other day, and I went out with a little shoebox, and I he was still moving, and I put him in there, and I put some water in, and I patted him for a minute, and I said, it's going to be okay. And then I'm thinking all the animal rehab centers are closed. There's a great one in Roxborough. The uh, Schuylkill. A rehab, uh, wildlife rehab I've center. dropped off a number of animals yeah. there that you find injured along the street. Me they too. do a great job. You just job. make a donation if you can. Yeah. and um, But they were all closed. I put them in a little shoe box, and then a couple hours later, I went and meditated, and a couple hours later, I lifted it up and he wasn't moving but his eyes were open and his mouth was open and a couple hours later i went outside and opened the box and he flew right away oh thank you pierre yeah you're very welcome (laughs) wait wake up preston Wake up, come he's back. He's trying to, he's, he's, he's just, he's, you painted the story and he's just living it right now. Taking it in. Taking yeah. it in. Yeah. I got to get on with my show, Jiggy and the Worm. <laughs> Hurry up, Preston. Jiggy and the Worm's got to get going, so we better do the letter of the day. I was thinking that. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show's brought to you today by the letter. R as in Regional. Regional. Uh-huh. All right. And we have one more letter to go. And then we give away the $500 from the bag. Yeah. Uh, it is by far the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. You can go buy it at any home improvement store. Uh, fill it and simply schedule your collection and it is gone. Clean it up with the bagster dumpster in a bag. So we give away that 500 bucks, uh tomorrow. I've used the bagster. It It's really it's pretty cool. It's great. Yeah. You know? uh, what's up on the show today? 
Many things. Uh, we'll have another uh, pair of tickets for Alice in Chains, Breaking Ben and Bush. That show is tonight. Uh, some tickets remain at Ticketmaster.com. Jackie's going to broadcast from there. It'll be uh, Jackie's first live broadcast from a show, I think, in quite a while, uh, from 7 to midnight. Um, and um, we'll do blocks of all those bands in the workforce blocks. Breaking Ben and Alice in Chains and Bush. There's a great story about how uh, Bush got on this bill uh, and how Ben Burnley from Breaking Ben um, did this glorious introduction of Gavin Rossdale at a Breaking Ben show, uh, which we'll talk about. And we'll talk about it with Gavin Rossdale, who's coming in in the 2 o'clock hour to visit nice. with us. Nice. Excellent. So it's only my second guest. Since the end of pandemic, second live guest. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, you guys have had a fair number of people and, right. and bands. Um, I it uh, feels good. Uh, yeah, it's great. I had uh, uh, Mike Campbell, uh, who is a very talented uh, gentleman, but um, this is only my second live guest, so this is I'm excited. Well, he's a good one. Yeah, he's great. Definitely a good one today. All right, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, Acme Official Grocery Store, the President Steve Show, and also brought to you by Duncan, the official. Uh, or I'm sorry, <laughs> President Steve Show runs on Duncan. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow is Friday, and all its Friday glory. Wait, is it? It's currently No Sad Bro. Uh, yes, so yeah. we're, we're officially About. at No Sad Bro territory. We will celebrate No Sad Bro right. tomorrow. Uh, on the program, and we'll give stuff away. We'll have a good time, and we'll head off into that beautiful weekend, and the weather's looking better, too, which is great. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Is now your time to make home sweet home even sweeter? When you are ready to refinance, Wells Fargo is here to help you use the power in your property. Whether you want to make home improvements or just make more great moments in the home you love. No matter your reasons to refinance, now's your time. Get started at wellsfargo.com slash time to refi. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank, N.A. NMLSR ID 399801, Equal Housing Lender.